road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Let's get ready to podcast. Welcome to Profession Confession, everybody. It is I, America's neighbor boy, Gabe Noah. And with me, as always, is America's neighbor boy, his neighbor boy, little black neighbor boy, <laughs> Tevin Pittman. Yes, the neighbor boy next door. Carmelicious. Carmelicious. A little kid always walking around with a goddamn football. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, uh, let's see, this week's episode, we had a really great one. I think you guys are going to love it. We had Jason B., who is a SWAT trainer, and um, but more, more interestingly, we talked a ton about school shootings. He, he um, as part of his business, he goes around and works with school board members, uh, faculty, and students on how to prepare for the inevitability of a school shooter, which is an interesting conversation for me because I actually um, lettered in uh, school shootings when I was in Jesus. Detroit Lakes High School. Well, inactive shooting uh, avoidance uh, Marksman, I don't know. No, um, no, it's a horrible topic. My wife is a school teacher, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's just a horrible topic. You can't, you know, it's almost surreal that we did this podcast because it's crazy that that's just where we're at. That we're all accepting that that's um, a reality, and that's something that even gave me pause afterward. That you know, I do wish I would have challenged a little bit more, but I'm an inveterate bootlicker. And this guy's really cool. And uh, and when you hear the stories about what really happens in these situations, because um, this this guy watches tape, he you know has to investigate it to do his job better, and he looks at the numbers, and it's just it was really uh, dark, but really interesting. And um, we talk about what you should do if you're ever in that situation, what your kids should do. Um, what Mrs. Noah should do, um, which, oddly enough, it was um, she should uh, take up with another man and start over. <laughs> and uh, no, it's it's uh, I don't know, no, but it, it, it's it's just crazy. It's something I think about, and anyone with kids, it this is a very interesting one, I guess. I thought, and yeah, it, it, like it's weird to think he, that he talks to thirteen-year-old kids, telling them like, like basically. Just so you know, like, getting shot doesn't hurt. Like, it goes right through his, you know, it's not like the movies. I mean, that's, and it's about filling your Rolodex and putting focused professional violence on someone, which is the greatest fucking line I've ever heard in my life. It's going to be on my tombstone. Focused professional violence. Um, But, yeah, so enjoy the episode. We had a blast. Um, As always, this podcast is coming to you from beautiful... NBC Studios in beautiful Northeast Minneapolis. Um, if you'd like to come see our facilities and rent them out, come check us. Check out our website. Do that anyway. Check out our YouTube. Or not. Enjoy the episode. 
On this episode of Profession Confession, ladies and gentlemen, Jason B. He's a law enforcement expert. Uh, he's uh, he trains trains SWAT people. He trains. Uh, he's uh, he's a violent man and who thinks about it all day. He's got tactics. Um, man's man. Mm-hmm. Strong shoulders. Yeah. Good forearms. Right. Good forearms. Fifty-two <laughs> years old. <laughs> and uh, no, we're we are joined by Jason B. He's uh, he does a lot of stuff. We're very interested Isn't to do Jason this episode. Born? Oh, is that where this comes sh- from? No, he's my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's uh, I don't know how to start this one, but my wife is a school teacher, and we've talked about this episode a long time. He trains SWAT officers, uh, law enforcement, various uh, people, private companies sometimes too, yep. how to respond to active shooter, sh- just all kinds of shit. But active shooter stuff is what really we were interested in so my wife is a high school chemistry teacher and we, you know it truly seems like it's a reality now that just like oh someone's gonna shoot yeah. up that fucking school one of these days and, and i told her she's like oh our, like we're supposed to lock the door and everyone stay like in their desk and i'm like fuck she has a whole chemical like cabinet hallway i go you crowd everyone in there, grab the sulfuric acid, and stand by that fucking door. You understand chemistry. There's a lot of stuff that would stop somebody from attacking <laughs> Absolutely. Throwing acid in someone's face is really one of the most American things you can do, I think. <laughs> At least, I mean, in a, that sort of situation. A bald eagle flies over. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what um, I guess, I don't even know where to start with it except that the run, run hide, what is it? Yeah, DHS, yeah. Homeland Security's run hide fight concept uh we understand why they put it out there yeah run hide fight because the average person when they see these atrocities and it seems like it's a never-ending cycle of it's happening every day just the other day we heard about another one so everybody's sitting at home well what can i do run hide fight now the i understand why they put it out yeah homeland put it out because you have to put out something but people are looking at it as a process right run away yes. from whatever then you hide <laughs> right. from whatever and then maybe if everything's really weaponize big, right. yourself and come then, out yeah. yeah and then you fight in all actuality it's it's more of a equal opportunity choice so instead of the mental side of it which we train a lot on the the mental uh, inoculation to violence and getting somebody ready for that fight Training your mind to say, I'm not going to run from it. Like, if I can evade it, I'll evade it, right? I'll mm-hmm. get away from this situation. For a perfect example, if your wife is at the school and she hears shooting, but they're distant shots, and then they have an alert system coming over, Yeah, you know, and even the average person can figure this out pretty quickly, distance of yeah. noise, right? right. Uh, there's a lot different. <laughs> the sound of a gunshot outside your door is a lot different than the yeah. sound of a gunshot couple hundred yards away well if you're a couple hundred yards away yeah maybe securing in place and hiding is the best option or getting out of it the situation altogether going out the window now the danger is once you come within what i'll call lunge distance if you think about a knife and i can lunge at you in that distance which is a pretty yeah pretty pretty tight pretty pretty close four feet something i don't know where you're gonna run right somebody's shooting (laughs) at you and i don't know where you're gonna hide if somebody's shooting at you so instead of the fight it's we talk about the counterattack uh-huh. and setting your mind up for they they initiated the attack and now we're going to counter it yeah right just like a boxer counters sure. a punch sure same same methodology now 
with all that being said, you can 100% get killed doing this. Yes. But you can also 100% get killed if you just stand there or if you try to hide under a desk in front of somebody shooting at you. Yeah. I have a super macabre question with this. Go for it. When I'm just, you know, shooting from the hip here, but how I would do it. <laughs> if if someone came in there within uh, like six feet and I'm there, of course I'm going to go after the shooter. I'm a hero, uh, hero type. Naturally. But if you see them raising the gun beforehand, do you stick out your hand to try to like, <laughs> like absorb the bullet into your forearm kind of so that you'll live? Um, you guys don't even teach that shit? No, I, I, I feel like an idiot now. Um, what do you do if the guy starts like pulling up that far away? So as a shooter myself, like yeah. I shoot. As a school shooter yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah. Totally different. Right. Um, and actually, let's, can, I, can I go on a tangent yeah. about that? So people call them shooters. I'm a I shoot. Yeah, yeah. I'm a shooter. I that's what I do for work. Uh-huh. I shoot. Feel disrespected oh, by the school is. shooter. Because those piles of shit are just people that are trying to shoot and kill as many or because let's face it, uh the Boston Marathon bombers, not active shooters, were they? Right. They were blowing up little kids' legs and yeah. killed that kid and ripped the legs off yeah. everybody. It's an active threat. Yeah. It's a threat. They're actively a threat to civilization. Mm-hmm. Right? Because their goal is to harm as many innocent people as they possibly can. They're an active threat. If somebody stabs 100 people, well, were they an active shooter? Right. Did you? Yeah, yeah but I think you have to call them an active shooter because if you just say active threat, that's too broad. When, like, especially if like you're in the school and they're like, oh, we have a threat. Well, if it's... An active threat, though. Oh, an active threat. Yeah. Then it's like, well, if it's somebody stabbing people, that's going to change your response as opposed to if they say, hey, there's an, an active, active shooter. Yeah, there's an active stabber on the loose. Okay, well, now I know that... Yeah, no, I I understand the the point. The problem is, it's there. You, can we all agree there's politics behind this? In the sense oh, of trying to we, take guns away. Yeah. So I didn't think that they called shooters people who didn't have like uh, people who had knives and oh, yeah, uh, crock pot bombs. Them. No, no, they they're, yeah. they're they're a terrorist or they're a whatever. Right. But then magically, when it's a shooter, like the well, what else do you call them? What I mean, an active threat. An active threat. Yeah. No, too general. Too general. You got to know okay. that someone's walking around with a gun. Right. I think. Yeah. Because I mean, just I, threat, how I would want to know what's. Yeah. Like I would want to know what the fuck yeah. is going on. <laughs> I guess in some way, mm-hmm. if there's a guy with a javelin, whatever. <laughs> like, well, did you, you see, just see, you see a spike like, on a ball or yeah, a, ball a mace? Chain mace. Yeah, a mace. Did you see the terrorist attack in China? It was a couple of years back. I think they stabbed like 100 and, 112 people at a train station. No way. How many dudes? It was like three or four. They just went just around going with berserk, like ni- or swords, and literally stabbing everybody. Holy shit! One hundred and twelve people. One hundred and something. Yeah. Jesus. Here, we'll we'll pull it up for a later discussion. We had the but... podcast with the with the uh, our guest, uh, friend of the show, uh, Jay. The, uh, he had just Saint investigated the Saint Cloud stabbing, like the mall one. He had just mm-hmm. come from that fresh. Oh yeah. 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 That's and it's where just, the, that's uh, the off duty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 29 died during that attack. 130 injured in China knife-wielding uh, spree. I've always thought it'd be like if someone did like just Jeez. like a pummeling, like where you just walk in a public place and keep punching people. Yeah, see the problem. If, <laughs> like, like if you get five kills, <laughs> like, that's just like, whoa. It's like a bad video This guy's game. a real badass, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I guess that, yeah, I was so, wondering that. If there is something closing distance, if someone's shooting, is there any strategy? Yeah, so the hardest part swim? about uh, <laughs> Shoot swim. the swim, <laughs> swim like the Reggie White slap and yeah. The hardest thing 
if you ever have shot a gun or mm-hmm. gone to a range and seen people shoot, people take a lot of work to try to hit that target, right? Mm-hmm. You see people who aren't super proficient trying to hit a stable target directly in front of them. Yeah. When you have a moving target, like how many hunters listening, how hard yeah. is it to hit a deer on the run? Hell Stream. yes, running yeah. right at you. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've squeezed off a few misses, yeah. yeah. Or, or waterfowl hunting. Mm-hmm. Hardest thing to do is hit something while it's moving. So the key is the worst thing you could possibly do in the act of threat with a gun <laughs> or act of stabbing or bombing sure. or whatever. Terrorist mass casualty event. Mass right? biting. Yeah, mass yeah. biting. The worst thing you could possibly do is just freeze and not do anything. Right. I mean, that that is, of all the options, that's probably your worst one. But if there's an aggressor and you're making movement, lateral movement, they have to now track you right yeah it all comes down to physiology absolutely track bring a weapon up and engage the trigger as they're trying to figure out where you're going to be next right and they're probably drifting behind you or i I would imagine a lot of amateur shooters yeah amateur shooters it's there's a lag in that process now another misconception is the thought process that most people uh when you get shot you're immediately dead right like in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like you fall back and go, right, you get flown across yeah. the room. Well, that that's, unless you're shooting with a tank, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that the Godfather movie has the greatest of all time, like where it blows someone away. Oh, yeah. Where, where like yeah. the mom gets right. shot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Launches 30 feet across yeah. the room. In all, in all actuality, there's a chance where you'll get nothing more than a flinch out of that person. Where the, the, oh. just, the impact of the bullet will just give a flinch. Right. right? Or a, maybe you'll hear it possibly but with the concussion of everything else going around so if you get unless hit, it's in the head right it, well if it get if you get shot in the head you don't have to worry about it if you're <laughs> in all honesty if you're still cognizant right. yeah, then yeah you can worry about it right, right. but if you're not cognizant right you, you have nothing to worry about yeah yeah <laughs> um there's not a whole lot to do yeah. at that moment but a lot of people have the because of hollywood have the misconception that as soon as you get shot you're you're dead. Right. And that's a psychological problem we really have to address. Sure. Because if you think you're dead, you can talk your body into dying. Yeah. You can talk yourself into dying from shock. Yeah. Like literally shut down your organs yes. because of the fear that you're already going to die. Whereas if you just get hit in the arm, if you can stop that bleeding, the only way you're going to die from that outside of shock is to literally drain out. To right. To lose too much blood volume where your organs will shut down your pump. Or your heart can't pump and all that other stuff. Right. So even if you get shot, the game's not over. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then teaching, this comes into another aspect of uh, what's kind of needed to address this active threat with a firearm is <laughs> is the medical side of it. And uh-huh. a lot of the paramedics and firefighters now are readjusting how they're training because before they would it would be a hot scene where they would stand off and not do anything until the police say it's okay. The problem with that is all those people that got shot, and they might not have been fatal wounds in the sense of fatal wound ripping the heart apart, yeah. game over, right? Right. Going through the brain, hitting the brain stem, severing the brain's ability to connect with the rest of the body, game sure. over, right? Permanent incapacitating shots. Where if you get shot in the leg, right, and it hits an artery, well, if you can get a tourniquet on that, yeah. there's a good chance that that person will survive. Well, before all these paramedics and uh, firefighters are sitting out waiting for law enforcement to clear every single room in a school, which I'm guessing your wife's school is 
big it's or even yeah even if it's average sides right no no it is a big one that's yeah insane so now the next pivot is in those first emergency first responders come up behind and immediately start treating the gunshot wounds at right behind the officers that are clearing the uh for that active threat right god damn so what kind of percentage do i get for teaching the whole thing through the hand uh, have you decided it? Uh, <laughs> like, like especially I have another one where you actually put the two hand, you put the second hand behind it. If you want, we can. It doubles. We can. We can try. I'd it. like I've to demonstrate it. For <laughs> <us>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. Um, you said something earlier about um, about inoculating them against violence or something yeah, like there's that. A, there's a concept. There's uh, in a normal functioning human being, mm-hmm. right? Which I hope that most of us are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some days, uh, a normal a normal human being has a natural resistance to harming other human beings. Believe it or not, it's yeah. not a normal thing to want to hurt another human being. It's not natural. So that's why I say before fights, I say, "Don't make me hurt you." <laughs> I don't like doing <laughs> you, it. You don't want to do it. I, it right? hurts me. Yeah. So the, the military, uh, military law enforcement counterterrorism have, in history of armed conflict, has always been trying to figure out how to inoculate violence towards uh, towards an unjust aggressor. Mm-hmm. Because at that moment, you can't have hesitation. You need to yeah. stop that unjust aggressor. So some of the ways of inoculation of violence are putting, uh, putting a flip book in your mind in the sense mm-hmm. of your body can't go where your mind hasn't been. So we were having an off-air discussion mm-hmm. about the first time you saw a dead body. Yes. Right? Yes. What happened was your flip book had never processed a, a fresh corpse. A fresh. Never someone body. else's corpse. Never. I was thinking of mine. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. it was weird to see someone else's work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but your, your mind had never seen that. So your flip book is going through and it's running on empty because it yeah. has no way. Reeling. Of, yes. So you thought it was what? Uh, oh, I thought it was a uh, well garbage and then a scarecrow because <laughs> it was around Halloween freeway, time. Yeah. Yep, Downtown and then no, it was on Portland nature. Avenue in the fifties or sixties, and uh, yeah, and then I was like fifty yards away. I was like, oh god, trash in the streets. I wish they'd clean up this neighborhood. <laughs> and then it got closer. I was like, you're thinking about it's a riding the scarecrow. Mayor. Someone yeah, put a right. goddamn scarecrow in the goddamn street, and then I saw their eyes, and then it was like, oh, that's a person. And I wanted yeah, to cry, and, and they're yeah. dead. Yep. yep. So then you look at. So I floored it and moved on. <laughs> you didn't hit him again. Maybe. No, I didn't. But I did go home and I started like like I saw my wife the next day and I said and I saw her in the kitchen. She could tell my eyes are like it just it affected me for some reason. No, and it it should because you're you're not expecting your flipbook has never seen yeah. that right that, right that image. So if you haven't been exposed to it, then you have to expose the brain to the possibility of that violence coming towards you and your need to counter that violence. So every time that we see an active threat with a uh, firearm or a stabbing or a mass bombing or anything mm-hmm. else, the body count dramatically drops once professional violence is directed towards that I unjust that aggressive. Phrase. I love and that phrase. Let's talk about professional violence. Because yes, people are like, what is violence in especially this day and age? Violence is a bad thing. No, it's right. unjust violence yes. towards uh, individuals that have done nothing to deserve that violence that's horrible yes professional violence directed professional violence it doesn't take talent to be violent you can just be an ass clown yeah yeah machete and go chop people up yes right that no talent whatsoever wild but, and out 
Yeah, so but, to a, <laughs> yeah. but to no be wild. a professional, violent person means that you learn a set of skills that at any moment you can call upon that flip book, that set mm-hmm. of skills, to direct towards an unjust aggressor in it's like hecklers. Way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't start fucking Same. picking off people who are just sitting there nicely. No. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. Yeah but, yeah. You, but you have it in your flip book. Yes, of course. So, so when somebody <laughs> yeah. starts effing with you on stage, yeah. you have something in that Rolodex right. that you can pull from, and you're like, I know if this and this, and you do it so well that it becomes second nature. Yes. So that if we can inoculate somebody to the concept of harming another person through professional violence, what we're doing is trying to put as many cards in that flip book as we possibly can so that under the sympathetic nervous system response to fight or flight, which is your body's natural response to when you get scared. Yeah. Yeah. Right? When that happens, we have to have that flip book pretty well full. So it has something to pull from and a playbook to immediately engage. How do you feel that? Like, you know, do you show them pictures of, <laughs> Hey, Hey, look at this. This guy got shot. Yeah. Um, well, even in my last government job, we watched videos of, uh, and this sounds really messed up, but we watched videos of beheadings, of jihadis beheading. Wow. So, so yeah. Yeah. Hear, yeah. hear me out. Okay. You have to put it in perspective of how evil you're, what you're fighting. Oh, yeah. And that you cannot have any hesitation because these same people will literally cut your every one of your friends heads off and smile about it i watched the so just i have a, one of those brains that i just want to see everything kind of and i wish i hadn't but i watched the one the dude the pilot who they set him on fire to and it was just like uh, the islamic state back when yep yes that one i mean it made pilot. me fu- yes yes made me sick beyond sick like to where i i did watch the whole thing oh god it's me i'm getting like goosebumps all over it was yeah beyond hideous like to where you go how the fuck do you teach people i don't know like so they inoculate uh, just how we're talking about the inoculation of violence they're doing it in a totally different way yeah the inoculation of violence towards anyone yeah and gangs that, do it yeah like i mean on it, purpose yeah right and you have to, to yeah get, to work into the process they, right. they want to see that so even the islamic state that same cage video yeah or where they did yes uh, burn the kids alive right there was like i've not seen that one. Oh oh my god right so that's now. definitely not on the i will not watch it it's a cage full of children what what okay like how like full like i'm saying like the when you say like cage. a cage is that unbelievable cage yeah so how did they get them or like what what was the situation i'm sorry well, the, i just at, need at, the, at their Peak, were they the Christians in there in that area or uh, something, or just nonconformists? Nonconformists. Um, at their peak, they controlled an area the size of Belgium, so that's right. A, that's pretty yeah. sizable yeah. area to find. So, yeah. Um, but it comes back to kind of our some of our core principles and training is if you don't accept that evil exists in this world, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to have any logical conversation with you because I don't know how you can look at burning that pilot alive or yeah. beheading kids or any of the horrific atrocities that unfortunately we've seen in our lifetime, yeah. how you can look at that and say that that's just somebody's quote truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. He's standing in his truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right. So did Hitler. Right? Yeah. So evil does exist in the world. If you acknowledge that, or at least are open to the idea that there are some things like burning a bunch of kids alive in a cage yeah. that are intrinsically that's fundamentally, fundamentally 
evil, mm-hmm. it gives you a base to start the conversation of how to direct professional violence towards an unjust aggressor. That's where you just, it's like, fucking hit the reset button on that area. Yeah. And I hate saying that. I hate saying that because it's so awful, but it's just like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Well, I think we did push the reset button on the Islamic State to an extent. To an extent, yeah. I mean, we killed a lot of them. We talked about one of our friends, right, but uh, like uh, our friend with the, yeah, with the, whatever, of an upcoming episode, he fought to take Marja or whatever, and it's like, in that they gave it back essentially and he's like that was just heartbreaking for him and it's it's crazy yeah crazy you know but um what god so i guess i don't think i got the answer necessarily oh. on what like what, the things you wife? do oh. to inoculate them i guess oh so uh part of it is force on force training so taking a uh a weapon system and mm-hmm. converting it over to use a cartridge that has a primer like a normal yep. cartridge has black powder mm-hmm. or smokeless powder like a normal cartridge and has a projectile. Right? Sure. Those are all the common elements. The difference is the energy and muzzle velocity is dramatically lower. So instead of uh, a lead bullet or copper bullet mm-hmm. or something of that nature, it's a plastic paint filled bullet. So it, it can rip skin apart. You have to wear protective gear, but there's a pain penalty for performing the wrong tactic, right? So if the quote bad guy is shooting and you are not performing a proper tactic that's going to expose you or your team, there's going to be a pain penalty. You whack and, them with the paintball? Yeah, but you see, well, not paintball, because okay. you see muzzle flash, uh-huh. and it is a muzzle flash. The, the gun, it's a real gun that's, that's converted. That's scary as hell, right? That, right. That's the closest we can possibly get to inoculating some of these patrol cops sure. who might not have ever faced that inside a school. That's the closest thing we can get. So using blanks using role players to get the screaming pumping yes um pumping smoke into a school at the same time and then setting off the fire alarms bringing all this sensory overload my wife would really excel in this category <laughs> <laughs> like this is like what? setting off the fire alarms or no. sensory overload? <laughs> uh, yeah no she's not a fire. when i have the ufc on she goes and pukes in the kitchen you know like it's just like oh my god and and i mean how about that in a sense that uh, you know, almost every military guy we've talked to, when we talk about, like, the fight when it's for real, these guys who train for months and months and months, and then when it's real, there, there's always one or two guys who, you know, who lock up, who, and I, I'm not shitting on them one bit, no. my God. But it's like, how do you, like, can you expect teachers to, you know, to take up that fight well, do you think? So. Or what's your oh, hope for it? You know so what I mean? The The key is. If you haven't trained them to do anything, they're yes. you literally are going to roll. No it's, question. You're pulling out of an empty bag. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just like your your wife went to school for a long time to learn what she knows. Yes. Right? So she went to school for a very long time to learn the skill set she has. Yeah. And that's why she can do it fluently. And it, it she doesn't barely ask to think about it because mm-hmm. she's so proficient at her skill set. With... She's a wonderful educator and even a more violent one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when you're talking to teachers and, and even, even kids, let's, let's face it, they're they're part of the equation. High schoolers. Do you actually teach the kids? Is that part of it? We haven't, we'll speak to them, but in the hard skill set development, we haven't gone into um, a lower age because the, million dollar question is what age do you teach yeah and we leave right. that up to the educational facility so 12 
Just For real, that's my feeling. Yeah. Just 12, a bunch 13? of twelve-year-olds running around ready to take down school st- shooters. Hey, I the think thing. they should learn. Here's the thing: if you have, Kid I can, I can yeah. shoot. I can shoot really fast. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a there's other people that yep. I know that can shoot faster than me. Okay, but uh, let's go into the mechanics of it. If I pull a gun from a holster, I can do it under a second and fire one shot. Right. From a holster to a target, one shot. So the gun, the mechanical aspects of the gun, will take a little bit to. Uh, extract the old casing, sure. right? eject it, feed the next one in, lock it in, fire it again. So the cycle of operations has to happen, and that takes roughly one-tenth of a second on a general semi-auto yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. So if it takes one-tenth of a second after my first second to shoot, so I get one shot, and if I can psychologically beat that gun to shoot quickly, which is pretty difficult, but let's say I can get up to 2 so two-tenths of a second. Okay. So I'm off by a tenth of a second trying to catch up to the gun to shoot fast, okay. which is pretty You're quick. saying two shots in one and two-tenths, yep. essentially. Yep. Okay. So then three shots, yep. one and four-tenths. Okay, one and four-tenths. And you start adding it up. It's okay. just math. So that's at the same target. Now, transition time Transition time is time between the first target I shot and the next one, yeah. or a moving target, because mm-hmm. now I have to observe, orient, decide, and act on how to engage that target. So I'm at one second... 1.2, 1.4, and then I transition. That transition time, on average for most people, is right, if you're proficient, it's 1, 1, 5, 1, 0. Uh, average person probably will go to two tenths again. Okay. Two tenths of a second to transition that gun towards the next threat. So just do the math on it. Yeah. There, you can only fire so many rounds so quickly. In a couple seconds, three or four seconds, I might be able to get off quite a few rounds on a couple different targets. But if I have five or six people charging me at the mm-hmm. same time, I cannot physically shoot fast enough yes. to hit them all. Right. I just, I flat out can't. Right. And I'm in the upper echelon of the shooting community. Yeah. There are people way better than me, but the vast majority of the shooters in the world mm. are significantly slower. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, yeah. So if you can train everyone to just turn in charge, it's, it's essentially the best. Fight like, time. really. Right. Re- realistically, you take the Israeli model. I uh, in my Israelis are always just fucking. Just, they, they really. Do you know are. why? Because they're fucking always the, have, have every gun in the last, world pointed at. Last week, not even pointed at them. Right. Last week, I think they had seven hundred rockets fired <laughs> into Israel. They were in. They were shot at with seven hundred missiles. Yeah. What would it take? The Iron Dome. What, and it got through. A lot of them got through. And Did they get people. through? Oh yeah, because it, they realized they have to store up their missiles and overwhelm the dome. And that's wow. how they get through. So they have to fire 700 in a day or 500 in a day. What would happen today, and everybody listening, if you're in the United States, what would happen if today you wake up and you hear, well, we don't have missile sirens, but you hear a national broadcast emergency. Yeah. There are 400 missiles coming into the U.S. today. Right. Truly How, how long terrifying. would we put up with that? If right. we knew it was just, Canada. Right, right. Just, Immediately just Canada no time. would be right. nuked. Yeah, yes. Right? The restraint that they have in Israel is almost shocking because i've a very been there, interesting perspective i've been there so many times and there's so many weapons all over the place everybody lives in peace some of the greatest beaches in the world because mm-hmm. it's on the mediterranean yeah. Tel Aviv, beautiful awesome food great nightlife very westernized everybody just goes about their life but as Loud. soon as it's time to hit game time yeah then you have an entire populace for the most part that's trained on professional violence right and they direct that professional violence towards the unjust attacker and it stops do you study a lot of 
the psychology or the like is that a part of your training i guess yeah, absolutely yeah and i alluded to it with the flip book okay yeah because the the easy skill set of pressing a trigger yeah any i you can teach right oh you can teach a robot kevin pittman yeah i shoot somebody not recently i'm not a professional violence but. Uh, i'm i'm filling this flip book don't worry amateur, about that yeah amateur yeah. Violence, yeah. You know, yeah um, um but yeah the psychology comes into it uh pretty heavily because it's uh sports psychology performance on demand and the concept of understanding what it takes to win yeah and the difference between winning and losing is different than the game it's you either you die or someone who shouldn't have died dies or one of your good friends or coworkers gets hurt that's, yeah that's the worst case so the performance on demand understanding what it takes to win up against some of the most vile trash the universe has ever seen yeah and then backing into that okay well i know i need to be faster smarter and more violent than them mm -hmm. so what do i need to achieve that well to be more violent, I un need to get my tactics and my weapons proficiency. Speed, I need to have my physical fitness. Mm -hmm. um, and then my my flipbook built so I don't hesitate because hesitation slows you down. Now you're at, remember those seconds we yes. were talking about? Now you're at two seconds or three seconds or four yeah, seconds. Yeah. Have, it was horrible, but down in Florida, uh, what school? Parkland. Parkland, yep. Where yep. the officer, oh. right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever his right. thought process was, Here's the thing, they're shooting, and he stayed still. Yeah. Right, wrong, or indifferent, and you can have your opinion on it. The worst thing you can do is just stay still. My opinion, not super heroic. No, but the heroism <laughs> only comes after you do the act. Yeah. Everybody's scared shitless if yes. you're going in by yourself. My God, to no. Yeah. I can see, believe me, I'd stick around a corner going, I'm, no, I'm, I'm radioing people. I'm trying to get some support here. I'm, I'm controlling the access right, point I'm of this trying. building. You're like, we don't need to. I'm worried about getting flanked. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, so, so the psychology. Yeah. Um, and there's a somebody who studied the art or the psychology of killing, which they coined the term killology. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Killology. You're a professor of killology. Colonel no. Dave Grossman. Yeah. So Colonel Grossman taught at West Point and his book on killing on combat, some of the most fascinating reads for anybody in the professional profession of arms, the profession of protecting another person, or even the dad who, I don't know, works at something crazy like a furniture store and <laughs> carries a gun to protect their kids. Yeah. In all honesty, the, the, principles remain exactly the same if you're in that if you choose to take on this responsibility of protecting other people yeah and the on killing studying the psychology of how we learn to kill people which is a normal adjusted human being not a psychopath sociopath mm -hmm. it that... takes work to teach them how to do this professional violence yeah so there's no hesitation built into it do you study the shooters and that oh, stuff yeah. too yeah so everybody uh, and this is what kind of boggles my mind when you just look at it from a completely rational, non-news cycle thought process. So we were working with um, a company that was doing the aftermath for uh, active threat with a firearm that led to a lot of people dying at a company. Uh, and for the sake of whatever, I, yeah. I obviously can't say the company yeah, or yeah. how many people died. But people act like somehow... 
the snapping term. Have we heard, like, you've heard... Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, he, he just snapped. snapped. Like there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. girlfriend like, left him, kid died. He's a great guy. He just piled snapped. up. Everybody is... Everything's completely normal. It, it has... It almost is presented at the equal opportunity that all three of us, right now, are at equal chances of becoming yeah. the next mass murderer right. as mm-hmm. anybody else. And that is the most asinine shit I've ever heard in my life. Because what person, normal functioning person, who has a healthy life person interpersonal yeah. life um financial no more stress than a normal person mm-hmm. right they go to a work that they they don't love but they don't hate right they wake up and they're like yeah i'm gonna kill everybody today. right yeah that it doesn't yeah. it just flat out doesn't work so even the fbi studied the the psychology of the active threat um with a firearm specifically and there are traits or bleeding indicators that come out of this sample and unfortunately we have a large sample so it comes down to these three indicators um it's a perceived injustice okay and the key is perceived okay so there's a psychological perceived injustice oh, it doesn't sure. have to be real yeah. right but think about it if you're going to if you're going to go murder as many people as you can from theoretically what would be the perceived injustice there has to be something a catalyst right. someone right. stole my sale it's like yeah. They stole my sand. Yeah, just yeah. shut it down. Exactly. Um, for, for, for jihadi terrorists, the perceived injustice is the um, failure to convert to Islam or the oppression, their perceived oppression of Islam. Yeah. And that can even go against other Muslims. So that's their perceived injustice. Yeah. So you can use this against quite a few people, but the perceived injustice. Then you have the personal factors and the personal factors can be everything from uh let's say divorce to financial to chemical dependency all these factors that come in and when i'm talking about personal factors it's not the fact that somebody has like uh, i've got five grand in credit card debt yeah yeah my wife is my ex-wife is fighting me over child custody yeah it's not that they that they're there it's how significant think of it as weight yeah. So somebody who's one pound overweight, they have excess fat, right? Sure. Yep. Somebody who's 500 pounds overweight, that weight is crushing them. Sure. So these factors I'm talking about on their personal life are so heavy, they're crushing that person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's when, when you start crushing, you start bleeding, right? You, yeah. You bleed indicators that there's a problem. So understanding, especially when it comes from workplace workplace violence or violence inside of a, with a nexus to the organization, mm-hmm. whether it's a school or job site or whatever right those personal factors and those bleeding indicators will generally start they start bitching to their co-worker a little bit yep. yeah this fucking place well, is one recent one the guy said if i get fired i'm gonna kill everybody in here i yes which one it, was that because i uh, i heard that recent. one yeah so, yeah okay yeah the individual who is responsible for the mass killing literally said if i get fired i'm gonna kill everyone in yeah here. that is not a norm that is that's an all, indicator. That, is, we would <laughs> that should that be an indicator. All, all the cops listening be like, that's a clue in my book. Yeah. Right? right? So there's a perceived injustice. Yeah. It's if I get fired. Yes. Right? Personal factors allow this to keep going. So you have the personal factors, you have the perceived injustice, but then you have to have the X person. And how I describe this is, um, ever watch Wiley Coyote? Of yep. course. Yeah. What, what does the X on the ground signify? That, oh, well, that's usually where the thing's dropping. Yeah, or the the bond, yeah, 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 the energy is directed towards. Yeah. yeah, so in the military and uh, contracting work, 
when somebody says get off the X, the point of ambush uh, is the X. Okay. If you're standing on the X and you find yourself standing on the X, yeah. get off that X because that yeah. is the worst spot you could possibly be. So the X person. It's a good or, phrase, actually. Get yeah. off the X. Yeah. Get, I like oh, it. I love get off the X. Yeah. Um, need like get off the X whiskey or Abs- something. Just t-shirts. I don't know <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good phrase. So when you get off uh, the X person or X persons, if you have, let's let's take this three pi test, right? Perceived injustice, personal factors, and X person or X persons. That could be the entire organization too, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you remove one of those, if there's no perceived injustice, but you don't like your boss and you're going through marital issues, mm-hmm. right? You you. You don't hate your boss, you just don't like the guy. Yeah. Are you going to go in there and murder everybody at work? Right. Probably not. Yeah. Right? So then you go into, well, if there's perceived injustice, let's say your boss boss cut your hours because you perceive that he doesn't want you to work there, and now you're going through more financial and all the weight's crushing you, and now you start bleeding these indicators. Now you're at a higher propensity for workplace violence, active threat, stuff Absolutely. So that's where the profile comes from. The key is... Seeing those indicators coming, yeah, and getting ahead of them. We did, uh, we did a hostage negotiator episode, yeah. which is just mm-hmm. great. It's it, his story is just great, See, and he's ex-military and all that. And the guy is just, it, it just. Like, I love the guy, and it killed me to see, like, you can see the, just the pain on him yeah. from it, and he has an mm-hmm. amazing story. He's one of the only uh, Medal of, of Honor. Or, uh, what, yeah, what, whatever. Like, he wants yeah, some incredibly like high prize. Congressional Medal of, yeah. For basically facing down this guy and not using violence in this situation. That was ridiculous. Oh, and I then, would have shot the guy, like, ten times before. It, yes, and then he has the worst scenario you've ever heard after that play out because the guy who he did the right thing for then broke out of jail stabbed and killed like two people and whatever and yeah. then on the front of the newspaper it said could this man have prevented it's, three murders it was yeah. just like oh my god and that dumped yeah. on him yeah 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 it was just horrible but whatever um and he said rule of threes he's like it was just always this this and then this happened and that's mm-hmm. how they snapped it was you know girlfriend job and yeah. this yeah yeah it, but the snapping is right now in our culture the only thing we really pay attention to is when somebody quotes snaps yeah somebody paid it's actually a pressure cooker they don't talk about yeah they don't talk about this part of it that you're talking about it doesn't make the news right as much because if you it's too, it, too nuanced then yeah nothing happens and mm-hmm. it's not newsworthy if it bleeds it leads so sure. therefore you wait till that person quote snaps fits a narrative of the postal concept yes yes yeah and then Go through. So part of our... That's a message that really should get out. I, I mean, we, really. We're trying. Right, right. Really. You know, it's like that's almost silly that in this day and age that you go, if you hear your coworker saying something like this, like, let's, gonna, let's have yeah. process to... Yeah, but think yeah, of how many them. people say, not necessarily... But like, you oh, know the difference between joking and, and, and... Right, but I'm saying like, but there's like the average... Like people get called the police on them for having a barbecue in the park. Like there's to be having a field like they'd have so many leads that they have to chase down there's no yeah. possible way you can and then this comes to a them. million dollar question whose responsibility is it to yeah, to deal to with this? that or whatever yeah on, on, on a social like this is grandiose conversation quick minority but, report yeah this is well, where we're going no it's in all honesty if you can remove so when we work with organizations because that's part of our sure. non-law enforcement our goal is to try to remove one of those barriers while they're at work or school. If you can reduce one of those barriers, the propensity for workplace violence or active shooter, active threat, 
dramatically reduces, right? Sure. The perceived injustice. If you can turn that place, let's take the workplace, because which is very common. Yeah. You turn the workplace into a perceived injustice, or convert it from perceived injustice to actually an outlet for yeah. all the other factors that are going on in their life. Sure. And that sounds really soft and fuzzy for a trigger puller to say sure. this, but if we could just stop this shit from happening, mm-hmm. even one of them, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, yeah. My God, yeah. So that's a lot of what we do on the corporate side is try to get ahead of this horrific thing. And then all the the lo- real newsworthy stuff or the stuff that looks good on video, Yeah. well, that all happens if we all failed. When you say remove a barrier, do you mean like, I guess just have a you know a comment box for this or like what yeah, well, i mean yeah. how how do they nothing do that? says i don't give a fuck about it's amazing <laughs> um no if you think someone's a <laughs> potential shooter put their name in this box no it, it comes down to a a couple things you look at instead of looking at where all of these fail look at organizations that have never had anything like this happen really high functioning team focused mm-hmm. right it, it doesn't happen whereas you have people engaged on a personal level professional and personal level on the health of their team right mm-hmm. and again this sounds like some hr whatever but if i don't hate my boss right yeah. and i didn't get I didn't get a promotion, and I don't think everybody at work is my enemy. Yeah, yeah. I probably won't go in there and try to murder everybody. Right. right? Maybe it's you a... don't bring your speedboat to the office when everyone else is fucking <laughs> losing their houses. Yeah, right. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there, there's that aspect. And even the FBI, uh, they spent a lot of time and money analyzing all these active shooters, active threats. And they said when violence, quote, when violence comes from an employee or someone close to the employee, there's a much greater chance that warning signs would have reached the employer in the form of observable behavior. Yeah. The FBI came up and analyzed all these people who have slaughtered so many innocent lives, and that's what that that's the yeah. chief paragraph they got out of it. Why don't we talk about that? And mm-hmm. that's where I literally bash my head against a wall nonstop all over the country. Yeah. Trying to teach people. I must hurt. What? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it hurts. Nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bashing um, your head on so many walls. No, and that's, that's really... The opportunity on that side of the Yeah. So, um, God. And, and then I always think of training people. Just the... Do you ever see, for your training purposes, I guess the first question I should ask is, how many times have you been in a situation where you're shooting at another human being or they're shooting at you? You're just bullshitting your way through it? Yeah, no, it just... <laughs> no, I watch joking. a lot of YouTube. No, I'm joking. a lot of yeah, video, yeah. video games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I played so, Doom early. <laughs> Call so duty. those moments in life where you... And I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. Those moments in life where you get that trigger of the amygdala firing. Yeah. We'll keep it scientific. Yeah. And you are forced to make a decision in a tense, uncertain, and rapidly evolving situation... I thank God that my flipbook has been built well. Okay. Does that make sense? So no. A lot of people. I, no, it's too vague to me. Of, okay. So Are you saying a lot last, of people? The last time, how about this? The last time I pulled a gun on somebody, um, I was in, it was in my previous work. Okay. We were, literally, I wasn't even working at the moment. I was working. Construction. But it was, we were walking 
to go get a freaking drink at local gas station, not even alcohol, which mm-hmm. is even worse. Right. So we're walking out, and this guy tries this strong arm robbery, tries to sell me something, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, no, you really need to buy this. He tried to rob you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm with one of my <laughs> partners. He's a dumb, yeah. dumb. So I'm with one of my partners, and we're our whole work was undercover, so we don't sure. get wrapped up in dumb shit. That's not... You don't get into that level if you love getting wrapped up in dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. So avoidance in the sense of this guy's a just street punk, no benefit, broad daylight, gas He's station. He's not going to, right. Let's just keep moving. So I walk out, my partner behind me, he's a couple steps behind me, and the guy's like, no, you need to fucking buy this. And I'm like, right. okay. He's like, we keep walking. I'm like, no, I'm good. Just throw my hand up behind me as we keep making steps. And he's like, oh, I should put a round in both you motherfuckers. And I'm like, hmm. Right. Okay, so I'm I'm a very nice guy, but don't threaten to put around him right. or, or him. So I look back, and he's doing this little finger gun thing, bouncing between me and my partner. So I spin around, and we're like, nah, okay, we're we're cool up until this point. Now, yeah. now it's not as cool. So we come back up, and I'm like, flat out, what the fuck did you just say to me? It's like, no, no. So we pull out our badge. We've got our badges on us, and pull out our badges. I'm like... No, what the fuck? Did you just start and shoot? And he's like, no. He throws his hands up. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. doesn't want any of it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So he takes off. We're like, we're not chasing that moron. Yeah, yeah. This is stupid. This is so low level, ghetto turd stuff that yeah. we don't want any part of it. So we start walking away. We're walking away, and then I hear, it's broad daylight. You hear those heavy steps running quickly towards you, and I'm like, well, that's not normal. Pivot around. This stupid motherfucker went and got his bigger, dumber friend to come and confront us about whatever the perceived injustice was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So, I'm like, what? So, I dropped the bag. Which, after you've shown you're a cop, and then to hear that is like, Phew. I don't think, yeah. in hindsight, obviously, I'm, I'm cycling this through a filter, is I don't think he knew, or he told his dumb friend that we were law enforcement. That we okay. identified as law enforcement, right. and this might not be the best endeavor that they've yeah, chose yeah. to go down in their life. So, his bigger, dumber friend, um, he has a t-shirt on, and I, I'm not, I fucking swear to you, this is exactly what, it's in my report too. It says, it's a black t-shirt with white, bold font lettering saying, my dick ain't racist. If you want to put, <laughs> if you want to put a character behind this guy, yeah. I always thought after this. What would make me wake up, right? You stretch, and you're like, yeah, get a cup of coffee. What am I going to wear today? Right. I'm going to put on my Dick Ain't Racist t-shirt, yeah. right? That, but I also don't take any shit from anyone. Right. <laughs> Whatever, I'm very sensitive. Um, so the my Dick Ain't Racist t-shirt guy, he says uh, something to the effect of, like, I'm going to fucking shoot you or something to that. And then he makes a movement with his right hand. Never forget, makes his right hand, left hand comes down to his waistline, pulls up his shirt, right hand goes into his waist, and immediately I'm like, okay, I've got to fucking shoot this guy. Yeah. So I draw out, and my flip book has been made so many times that I knew, I knew when somebody's going to draw a gun. Mm-hmm. I've got that down to a science. That my flip book, thankfully, was built so well that I beat him out of the holster. Yeah. And I'm prepping the trigger, which is taking the extra weight out of the trigger as yeah. I start presenting it towards his face. In a sense of... You shoot at the face when it's that close, huh? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> My bigger Come concern yeah. was right. what was in his waistband. Right. Of course. So as he looks up, his hand's still 
buried in his so in his pants. Okay, way ahead I was of way ahead right, of this right. guy. And he looks up and he's like, nah. <laughs> Throws both hands up. He had nothing in his hands. I'm like, I literally almost shot right. you. Right. You fucking idiot. I literally idiot. fucking almost shot you. Yeah. So I still think he's armed because maybe he just realized that he right. can't beat me. Right. I lost, so yeah. And there, there's a rule. You can never outdraw a drawn gun. Yeah, if yeah. the gun's out, you're never right. going to be You've faster lost. than yeah, that yeah. So this guy, these two morons run out to a, uh, a burger joint that was across the parking lot of this gas station. So I'm not chasing these mor- morons through here. Neither is my partner. We're like, did we almost just shoot those guys? I'm like, yeah, no, we almost did. But thankfully, yeah. we were faster. So we call 911 and we're like, hey, these guys threatened to shoot us, blah, 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 blah. And local PD, you say the right things to 911 dispatch and give a very clear description and tell them that they threatened they had a gun, which they did. Yeah. And they threatened to shoot and kill both of us. Well, immediately you hear the sirens from all directions start converging in. We're just holding our ground. And then I look at these two dumb motherfuckers. They change shirts. Switch them. <laughs> so like, now the other guy's dick's not racist? No, they, they had like a hoodie thing on. So, okay. But I'm like... But you know it's still yeah, like yeah. The, the green one and the black uh-huh. one, right? It, so they're walking across the now... <laughs> Same two people <laughs> switched. Yeah, they're walking across the parking lot of this uh, gas station, and they're like throwing up the middle finger at us and yelling. I mean, they're probably 100 yards away from us. Yeah. I'm like, they're not going to hit me from there. And yeah, I yeah. know I can hit them from here. So they keep walking. I'm like, oh, dumb fuckers. And they, they have to hear the sirens. And immediately, three or four squad cars from the local PD pull up, and their guns are drawn. They put them on the ground. Moral of the story, thankfully, I was faster out of the holster than that guy because, well, hindsight, that guy, sooner or later, is going to get shot. Yeah, he's no question. Some moron like that. But uh, one of the individuals was on probation or parole for stabbing somebody on a... Metro Transit or whatever. Okay. So a known pile of shit. Yeah, Surprisingly. And then hindsight, when you hear that, you're like, fuck, we should have shot him. Yeah. But now what came out is they completely bluffed. They had no weapon. Really? Yeah. Wow. What a dumb fuck. Here's the danger of that. Looking back in hindsight, after the politics have shifted, it would have been a white cop shooting a black kid. An unarmed black kid. And And that... Say what you want, but that it would absolutely have come out that a white yes. cop right. shot an unarmed, not caring about what happened that led up to the equation, yeah, right. but I would have been that racist pile of shit that shot. Yeah. Oh, man. it's And, and in that situation, like, if that guy got shot, like, if you don't have a gun, why are you pretending to have a <laughs> what, gun? Like, somebody identifies as police, like, I don't even it. feel bad for you. Like, yes, okay, you died, no. sad and story, but I don't feel bad for you for faking that you have a gun for a, to a police no. officer. He, whatever came in his the rest of his life, he definitely deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, My God. So what? Um, how do you prepare people for, like, you know, I just always think of, do you, do you try to, like, okay, I would think, I'd go to one of your courses, right? Or not your courses, but let's just say like a, a, a school shooting thing. Mm-hmm. I, not, it's still in my mindset of like, right, right. I'm not the shooter. It's I'm just, I'm like video. learning. I'm like, we're totally <laughs> right. on a different way. Right. Here. No, I'm just saying like, I would be doing it. I'd be engaged that day. I'd be interested. But in the, in mostly I think I'd still be like, yeah, it was probably not going to happen to me. Right. And that's where the mindset completely, I would say if, 
if you're not willing to adopt the mindset that you're responsible for your own personal protection, yeah, that literally no one's coming to save you, yeah, yeah, then you probably shouldn't do it. Sure, and and, and just yeah, I just think of like the surreal moment of seeing someone in a gun. You know, like if you see someone who you know from your like from your work, and then you see them at the movie theater, kind of, it's like, huh, who the fuck is that? Like, yeah. like there's five yeah. seconds that goes by where the I try book. to place them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flipbook's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, but to try to get yourself in the head, like, like Tevin, we have to be ready that someday someone's going to come to that door with a gun and just, like, r- truly own that, like, you know? I'm, I'm totally fine with that. And I'll be ready to do that, yeah. I don't stress about a nuke going off and killing all of us because I can't manage that. Sure. Like, there's nothing I can do, even if... The rocket, like a Israeli rocket attack. Yeah. I can't manage that. Right. But what I can manage is if violence, unjust violence is directed towards me in close proximity, I'm good with that. I right. I can manage that. God damn. Jeez, you're such a fucking man. So uh, how do you feel about, um, like, obviously school shootings are just, I mean, it seems insane at an insane rate. Has it, has it escalated as far as you know over the last yeah. five years ago? Yeah, without a doubt. The okay. number of occurrence and then the body count per minute if you will like mm-hmm. stop what some people call it a stopwatch of death or whatever it is. Yeah, but, yeah yeah but the sheer the number of innocent people that get killed per minute um there's been a lot of a lot of attacks that keep setting the new record mm-hmm. for the the number of people that are killed per minute so that's the next thing the a lot of these piles of shit keep trying to outdo the last yeah round. So like Virginia Tech, yes. trying to top Columbine, and then is that when you research them? Like, are they saying that? Like, like they're like that's the shooter's stated goal. Essentially, uh, there's, there's copycats in the sense that people uh, identify with the the easiest one was the Columbine shooters because yeah. a lot of the follow copycats would write or post or speak something to identify with the piles of shit that yeah attack Columbine. And I purposely don't use the names of the people who have been the attackers because yeah. they should be forgotten in history. Yes. Yeah, right? So you are an adherent of that philosophy, 100%. like media should never... Fucking bury them in unmarked grave, yeah. don't let anyone know, and then have a dog piss on it. And and yet, right, I do agree with that. <laughs> but how do you... Because, um, you know, I was thinking about that too, and I was like, well, you also want people to know that this shit's going on you know but and you talk about the attack like okay I'll, I'll talk about every attack that's ever happened i'll just never name the individual that perpetuated or individuals that perpetuated the attacks do you okay i was just wondering it's like should we really not talk about it at all would that really be no, the ultimate no thing? i think i think we talked about it at the dinner table we yeah. talked about it over a cup of coffee and if we're at i whisper it to my sleeping <laughs> two-year-old <laughs> to your wife yeah <laughs> um, a shooting today. <laughs> yeah no but even I've I've been very fortunate, and my team we travel around the country training with cops and have mm-hmm. very candid conversations about what what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, because now they're on the front line. I'm not on the front line. I'm just yeah. trying to pour in whatever we can to make them more professionally violent. Yeah, yeah. Right? So as we're talking, having a cup of coffee, I mean, we joke all the time. Like, sure. Yeah. If somebody comes in here, like this is probably the most safe coffee shop in the town. Cause yeah. I guarantee. <laughs> We might not survive it, but they won't either. Right, right. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, hopefully. Not. Yeah, yeah. Shoot right. faster and straighter and more professionally violent than them. But if that's what it takes, uh, it, it just, that's what it takes. Yeah. Um, when we're training, the new push that we're 
pushing and a lot of other the professional models and it comes straight strictly from the data the longer you allow these piles of shit to kill innocent people the more people die period sure the longer that clock goes the more innocent people and those we're not talking about just statistics we're talking about kids at sandy hook Mm -hmm. hiding in a closet getting mowed down by a psychopath they were hiding in a closet yeah. for that? So they that, that down. one just is unbelievable. So my, one of my first active shooter instructor courses was out on the East Coast, and we were doing this uh, elevated heart rate drill, putting the flip book in, right? And I guarantee if you've talked to vets who yeah. have been in combat, their uh, respiratory rate was crazier than you would have ever imagined. Okay. Their heart rate was high and all these physiological response to violence yeah um and if you've ever watched combat footage you can yeah. hear that heart rate and that or the it gave me anxiety to hear breathing. to your yeah. real stuff it truly so does one of the things that we do is the inoculation to that is understanding that you're going to go through that we can't replicate them hearing kids are getting slaughtered like mm-hmm. we can't trigger it that way but what we can do is just beat them into the ground with physical fitness in the sense of get them so just sloppy tired and then that, and then and have then, them try to and shoot then, and do and their go through that drill again yeah so you work your way up to that obviously right starting off first cold drill and be like okay we're gonna do three thousand burpees and then try to shoot yeah a hostage target. it's like boxing like like yeah. sparring and then getting in a real fight and yeah, it's like people yeah. gas in 20 yeah. seconds yeah. You're, just... you're done yeah um so there's the solo officer response is what we're pushing now, which simply means first officer on scene, you wait, for, you just, you flood it. The blue yeah. wave comes in, first one goes in, trusting that seconds behind them, the next one. Seconds behind them is the next yeah. one. Every squad that shows up, they're going to flood You just got to go in. And yeah. there will be more professional violence directed towards that individual or individuals mm-hmm. than they could possibly take. Right. And it's... And the hope is, is that the person who's shooting the shooter um, probably doesn't have any tactical skill at all. So just having some tactical skill and like I, I listened to all your podcasts. You've got of, of course, of course, um, everybody, <laughs> especially everybody. in the tactical community. Yeah. But even the most badass guys you've ever chatted with, or guys I've ever worked with, and some of them work for me. Yeah, yeah. None of them are cool enough to take on ten people as they're assaulting them right 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 let's say they are that cool maybe you do find a what you said jason Bourne or something. yeah, yeah. yeah we got maybe jason Bourne. maybe you find john wick or jason Bourne. sooner or later that round count yeah they're not going to be able to keep up and that wave is going to come in and just take over that control that environment through right speed put out the hands and controlled violence of action and put out the hands. Back it up with your other hand. <laughs> Absorb the bullets. Yeah, the yeah. double hand <laughs> bullet exactly. sponge. Just don't put it in front of your face. So, so when you guys are doing like the school shooting training, it's like so. Part of that is kind of like the counterintelligence. So, like when we've had like anti-terrorist detectives or whatever else on here, and you have to like think like a criminal. Is there somebody's job to think like a school shooter to yeah. set up these courses? Good question. Like, Kevin. Oh, if I was a school shooter, I'd go this, 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 and so now you have to think like that? That's a very good question. So, yes. uh, What we do is, instead of just kind of going off cuff, we actually script it. So we pull data from actual attacks and say, how did they behave? And sometimes when there's uh, CCTV cameras, we can literally see what their tactic was. And You do watch the, like, I mean, really? If it exists, we'll watch it. What's the hardest one to watch? Uh, it, they, I don't think they, I mean, I've watched some of the column. Oh God, that's too bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, that's too bad. I watched the Columbine 
like live leak tape, you know, which wasn't even crazy, but it's just so haunting and surreal to see kids walking with guns in a school. Yeah. Yeah, but the... Do you have kids? No. No. So it would probably change at that point. I'm going to say, will you have kids, do you think? We'll find out. We'll find out? Okay. I I would just think... Right, right. I would just... It has it just changes you obviously, but but um, I, I guess do you see as someone who studies this and watches it and whatever, do you see anything in society that you think can like help this at all, or is just the genie so far out of the bottle? This is always going to be um, part of it. There, no matter what you do in society, there will always be that element that will not live in harmony with other yeah. people. So even in your studio, there's a knife or a yes. machete, machete or something. Machete. Machete. Yes. Uh, we burst in here. We well, have to professional. Yeah. Hey, uh, professional wild. Professional yeah. wild. Somebody. I'm I did have you. a gun. You're close to the door, so. Uh, I did have a knife taped underneath it for a while, When we had gang members and shit. <laughs> um, but archaeologists found in modern-day Turkey the uh, uh, edged weapon that was not a tool. It was an offensive edged weapon. Yeah. And they dated it somewhere be, uh, 5,000 BC. So that's 7,000 years ago. Yeah. Armed conflict is guaranteed. It was happening. Yeah. About 7,000 years ago. What in our small little brains makes us think we're going to eradicate armed yeah. conflict in our microscopic time right. on this earth. What you can do is obviously shut that down as quick as possible. And then the other piece is the the moral relativity i think that's probably one of the worst things that we've done that there's nothing right or wrong it's all my personal sure my oh personal, yeah yeah my personal truth because here's the thing right if you truly believe that there's nothing right or wrong or it's your the human experience i've heard sure. i've actually heard cops say well human experience i'm like well what if, what if their human experience was just slaughtering as many kids as they could right school who are you to judge that if, mm-hmm. if this is all about just a human experience, right? that's a pretty dangerous road to go down. And Do you if- think people are saying that? Like, I mean, in large part, because so I think the so for the first time in my lifetime, the far left is more dangerous than the far right in my mind. Like, I mean, and I hate a lot of that stuff because I, I have I have weird where I'm feeling like an old fashioned, like, <laughs> like <laughs> old, but um, but I don't know. Like, when did school shooting start? I guess. So, as far as look, we consider it, I well, guess. Well, let's say active threats in school. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I don't if you look at truth, when, you're not when really this go. my my truth, no, because this yeah. is this is applicable. What, what what school was attacked and what year with the most kids killed? I mean, so Columbine to me is like the, just high, that's that's right? like what where it all started to me. Like when when society. I know there were shootings before then, but right. that's where it seems like it kicked into fucking overdrive, where all of a sudden it was a real reality. But I watched that when that happened with shock, with incredible shock the first time. And I think there's a big once. thing. What's that? You watched it more than once? No, no, no. Me. Not the videos. I'm, oh, I'm saying like okay. when the news came on, when it happened. Yeah. I'm saying in society, that was a, to me, a sea change. And truly, I'm a big believer in like, 
when something when you see something once or when it shocks the system kind of like you don't get shocked as right. much the next time yeah. so it's like it's the whole society right yep. exactly it's society's flip book is now just getting fucking berserk oh well, yeah like it won't stop till someone puts on someone else's skin and starts fucking whatever because i think like the first school shooting like at least from my generation that like you can't were cognizant of was like the sandy hook one i think God, you're young and oh, then yeah. oh. 27 he didn't know who alice and chains were I know. Okay. I'm old. <laughs> yes. And uh, but now when you hear like school shooting, it's like yeah, ah, whatever. Yeah, like it's, it's true. Like it's, it's sad, but it's like yeah, there's probably gonna be another one. How in many kills? Six months. So yeah. right. Let's go back to May 18th of 1927. Wow. 45 kids killed at school in a what? car bombing attack. And shut the fuck. Car every, bombing. In yeah. What year was in this? Michigan. Yeah. So it was the Bath School attack. The the danger with our our instant gratification and horrific appreciation for history is we act like the, we're the first people to ever be exposed to anything. Yes. And that is a very dangerous precedent because if you, if you're the first person who's ever been exposed to something, that means you need to figure it all out by yourself. Yeah. Other generations have already gone through this. Yeah. For about 7,000 years. That guy did it because of taxes. He was angered by taxes, taxes being raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He was a treasurer. So yeah, yeah. sensitive. <laughs> So, wow, you blew me away right there. Yeah. 1927. So 45 killed, non-fatal, 58. With a car and some Whoa, explosives. right. Then you look at that pile of shit, Timothy McVeigh, mm-hmm. right? Who blew up the Absolutely. perceived injustice. The, the yeah, I, you know, I don't even know his perceived... I know he's a white supremacist kind of or separatist or uh, something. Yeah, he was an anti-government. Yeah, yeah. Um, whack job. But right. the... I love the government. <laughs> no, I, I just want to say that in case what, they're listening. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love. I always quote Joseph Stalin on dates. I love the government. Yeah, I love the government. But the to solve it in our lifetime, you're not going to so- solve uh, armed conflict in our lifetime. You just won't. You won't. Yeah. What you can do is teach the next generation to not be victims yeah of predators because and also shooters are pussies so if they start knowing like the football team is going to rush you dude like you know or, they'll right. they'll fucking pussy out or the sro will shoot me in the face yes in a second or the now florida the teachers will shoot me in the face or the armed security will kill me or my the students will literally beat me to death with chairs yeah right has that or, happened yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all so in bounds now a, yeah. yeah but here i would much rather have a, a student uh, this sounds insane, but a group of students literally take anything and beat the living hell out of somebody who is putting unjust violence towards innocent people. Sure. And if that ends their worthless, confused yeah. life, I'll, I'll get over it really and, quick. It's so, like, because you said it's up to the school system kind of on how, like, what students get trained and how to, like, yeah. deal with attacks. Do you, like, eventually one day there's going to be a school that maybe was trained in how to deal with attacks where there's a kid then that has... A violent, the the, yeah, like the inside knowledge or something. So, like, how do you, def- what do you say to people? Counter, that go, right? Yeah, like, how do you, what do you say to people that go, well, if my son or whatever, this kid wouldn't have been taught about how to do, essentially, do this, he would never have had that inclination to now shoot up a school or stab somebody. And that's the billion-dollar question in the sense of the training side of this is, do you train a strict curriculum like a fire drill? Yeah, right, where everybody. Yeah quietly lines up comes out the door well the danger with that is it's super predictable right so instead of 
teaching a predictable shelter in place like a tornado drill or a fire drill or going don't it's gotta be one place. of the scariest things i hate to even say this out loud but to pull the fire alarm and then do oh, yeah, your there's, shooting, been right? a, there's been Does a school attack where they purposely pulled the fire alarm and then shot kids coming out of the Jeez. school as because it was predictable yeah. they knew where they were how many attacks go. a year are there now i would have to go back to my stats sure I, I, we can agree to can many. you ballpark it like i uh, mean is it 20 is it probably i would i wouldn't say more than a couple dozen because okay. no, I feel like all of them would hit the news. I'm guessing there's not I, many. I mean, of them I think they the don't radar. all hit the news now. No, I mean, they do uh, maybe yeah. in some small it's only, level. The danger is it's this. The news is the news, and if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. So their goal is to sell the most shocking, yeah, outrageous, mm-hmm. egregious. You gotta thing. have a high body count. And in yeah. all honesty, you really do. Yeah. The, the news will never say, "Hey, the school identified this person and stopped it." Now you right. hear that on some fringe outlets and local outlets. Like a school, a student was arrested bringing a gun to school. Right. right? Yeah. My um, God. Right. That should or, just or something to mm-hmm. that effect. But the the life cycle of that news is right over as soon as it's spoken. Yeah. Whereas the body counts and the vigils and everything else mm-hmm. that that perpetuates a couple news cycles. What are what are the things that you've seen? I guess I mean when you've studied all this and whatever. Is there something that you've seen that's particularly, I don't know, where it was outside of what you thought was possible for children to do to one another or all that kind of stuff? I guess I'm wondering what's out there. Because like, I'd never heard of the fire drill thing at all oh, before. Yeah. And it's like to think that they are – and I know Columbine killers did this. Like they truly strategized, right? Oh, yeah. They had bombs in the basement. They just didn't pull out the uh, – I believe they didn't pull out the stopper to set the bomb clocks to blow up. To pr- with propane tanks and everything else. No shit. Yeah. How big were those bombs? Like, I mean, uh, would they the have... Pipe bombs. And okay. If, if they filled the enough area with gas and it hit the kitchen and you could get a sure. gas explosion. Um, no, I, I... It sounds horrible, but from my time in the military and then in law enforcement and just seeing even on a micro level, just evil directed at human mm-hmm. beings and seeing people shot and killed and body parts everywhere and it you're not surprised by evil like right there is truly fucking evil stuff in the world and do you believe in evil like um pure evil like no like they weren't beaten as children they weren't like are people born fucking uh, evil do you think well i would say i would say the the question or the answer to that goes back to are how many kids do you have? Two. Two. When they were born, were they perfect? As they started growing up, were they perfect or did you have to curb them? In the sense, not curb stomp. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this question. No. <laughs> no. Did they? I mean, they were perfect to me, absolutely. They but never not... did anything wrong. Clearly, your wife raised your kids. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so kids, no, but yes, they're, of they're course little they need... terrors. Yes, right? of course. If they don't get their way, they yes. are an absolute terror. And you have to curb that and yeah. coach them into... They're actually, they start as evil, really, is what it is. I mean, yeah. And that goes back to, and whether you want to believe in a Judeo-Christian belief system of this original sin concept, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Whether you want to hear it or not. Sure. Everybody had that option. And if you didn't curb that, if if little Billy was always allowed to have whatever little Billy wanted, and he was never wrong... That's a pretty dangerous kid. Super dangerous. And then you tell oh, them, fuck. That's super my son's a tyrant. And then you say, there's nothing wrong or right. You, t- to encourage it, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Uday Hussein, man. Yeah, there you go. I, I think he's think about those kids, dude. Right? I I keep I'm like Uday Hussein and Tyson are like the two guys who I fucking <laughs> research like crazy. Uday just astonishes me how like and he just he's visibly so fucking ugly. Like you just want to stick a dagger in his face. Yeah, ah. Oh crazy and he well, was just right away like he was allowed to beat his servants when he was a child i mean just monstrous yeah. shit and then you're surprised that or i don't know how people are surprised that they turn out to be just worthless piles of excrement right so i believe there's a i mean and even people way smarter than me philosophers came up with the concept of there there's two people in yeah, yeah. person the good and the evil and you have to constantly fight yeah or you give in to one and allow that to take over it, yeah because yeah. as you say yourself it's like it's also against human nature to do violence to some degree Correct. so we are always you know no. i suppose if you raise your kids and you constantly killed people in front of your kids yeah, yeah. they would probably be they're gonna totally be efficient okay killers yeah, yeah yeah there was just a lesson there was another terror camp they found some like babies bodies Buried in there in Alabama. The one in, uh, no, in uh, New Mexico, wasn't it? Yeah, there's they two started, of them. okay. What? They just found another one associated with that same group. So they were teaching kids to be school shooters, school active threats with a firearm. Jeez. They were raising little jihadi kids. Yeah. And if that kid actually got to the age where they could fill that before this was all disrupted and they found that camp, there should be no shock that they were capable of doing it. Right. They, their flip book had been built right. to say that this is completely acceptable behavior. Everything comes back to parenting. God damn it, doesn't it's it? It's almost like it matters. It's almost like it's the most important <laughs> job in the world and you shouldn't be able to fuck any skag you meet at a goddamn <laughs> truck stop. Yeah. And you, so you low down a, Jesus, or you throw down a fucking really, four by eight sheet of plywood here. in a ditch and fuck her on it. and Yeah. No, you got to take care of those. They kids. were teaching, so hypothetically, like they were trying to get what if they had twenty kids in this yeah. camp? They're oh, they're, now we're going to enroll them all over the country and it, it one just, day, like that's or, or evil astonishes yeah, me. Like how do people like it's true see. evil? Like it's just crazy that people get there. Is that yeah. neural pla- uh, neural plasticity? Right, yeah, like rewiring that's, your brain. Yeah, to you create whatever. Yeah, it's it's the same concept. So the I'm trying to do that to the, jack off less. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is, uh, and not even the joke in, in training, pressing the trigger is easy. That's yeah. super easy. We can teach mm-hmm. you how to do that. It's thinking. Playing the thinking game and the tacticianer and all the pieces that go behind employing and deploying that gun or weapon yeah. system proficiently, that's the really hard part. And that's where um, I was talking with former Marine and, how yeah. long was your basic? Oh, it was this many weeks. How long was your infantry school? It was this many weeks. It's not teaching you how to roll socks, right? It's yeah, yeah, not, yeah. It's teaching you how to be professionally violent and consistently professionally violent with all the other skill sets surrounding it. Um, I told you we train SWAT teams. All yes, that's what I wanted to get to this now, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So what what was your biggest shock when I talked to you about training SWAT teams? Um, how long their training is? I thought you know. Yeah. So most most average SWAT cops, I call them SWAT cops because they're police that are on SWAT. SWAT <laughs> so, cops. Is it, yeah. And so, no, I know you're not being. I know you're yeah. not being disrespectful, <laughs> but, but it sounds that way. Like, uh, um, most of those are a four to five day course. Okay. Four to five days. Right. Of course. Right? The, the entire. So you learn surveillance techniques, breaching, dynamic entry, slow search. 
right? Bunker work. Slow search. It Slow sounds search. like sexual harassment. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> so instead of uh, the dynamic like movie Hollywood where you kick down doors like, please get on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Right? All that fun stuff. Well, Slow Honda. search is more a methodical approach to attacking a building. Okay. And it's a very slow and steady movement where you just creep through the building and own every inch of it. And by the time you're done, you've locked down the entire thing or pinned them into one narrow area. I, I so wish I could remember this better, but I found in a YouTube video some <laughs> thing of a SWAT guy. Like, it was basically, and someone's doing commentary on it, but it was like a SWAT thing where he kept, like, he'd leave his shield in the wrong place and walk away. It's like, it's hilarious was it the one where they're trying to kick the door down yes and and they kept he like slipping gets, and falling off yes. yes and he gets in the truck and like leaves the door open yep. and he's sitting there like right in the line of fire kind of <laughs> they're like it's hilarious but yeah so, so in fact which uh, which is what i wanted to ask so you're you're uh, you know you have an elite uh background how many of these cops come to these things and swat things where you go like oh this guy are you you gotta be fucking kidding me so I know, by and large, they're all good, and or yeah. whatever. Actually, no. most, okay. <laughs> most cops are not that good of shots Okay. in the grand scheme of things. And people are like, oh, that's I'm so offended, or whatever. Yeah. But here's the reality. They have to learn legal statute, ju- juvenile justice, domestic abuse yeah. issues, all these other crazy right. things. Uh, and then the medical side of it, and then the uh, judicial process in the yeah. Fourth Amendment. When can we search something? When can't we search something? And as the public um, gets more educated, oh, it's yeah. harder and harder then, with the videotape. Then now we have to learn Narcan and how to inject this yeah. into somebody to keep them alive and what dope this is and can this kill me and yeah. then get in my road and help somebody on the side of the road, but are they actually trying to ambush me and kill me? Right. So they have all this other training that they're doing. Yeah. And then they have a very narrow focus for their firearm side of the house. Sure. Which, unfortunately... It's 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 glamorous in the sense of highlight reels. Yeah. But it if you get that part wrong, somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Right. And it's either gonna be you, your or partner, the black person, or yeah. Or, exactly. <laughs> Way to represent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you didn't give me a trigger warning. After yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when you say like, and most people who do that you train are they like small town? No, we've s- trained police officers some of the largest police departments say, in the country i think you have to have a city just to have a swat team right well no or but not. isn't it like if you have like okay. if you're a rural cop like technically you're swat trained because you if whatever somebody's in a yeah. building you're okay now the swat team right yeah so swat teams you go through a national there's a national standard for going through swat training and okay. has like these benchmarks most swat teams are not like in the tv shows they're not full-time right they're a part-time oh. gig and then you you get called out or paged out for barricade You're a suspect. regular cop yep. who they, then gets called into yep. SWAT. And every okay. SWAT cop started off as a patrol cop right. or a normal cop. You don't. You have to you do get, like three years or two years? Depends as a, on the jurisdiction, right. yeah. Okay. So there's county SWAT teams, there's city, county, uh, townships, and all these other teams. And then there's huge, uh, like Los Angeles, right? right. LAPD. Mm-hmm. They, have their, more. they have a massive SWAT team, but that SWAT team's full-time which is mm-hmm. a huge rarity by comparison to the rest of the SWAT in the country. And when you, if you, if you went to me and maybe you, sh- you guys should come to a SWAT conference <laughs> yes, sometime. Absolutely. I'd love to I, sign us up. Honestly, it would be a blast because you'd be like, my perception of what this was yeah. is dramatically different. Well, yeah, because I assume it's a bunch of badasses named Hondo that uh, kicked down Hondo. doors. Hondo. Dude, like every like Hondo. every SWAT movie I've ever seen, the Hondo. lead character's name is Hondo. 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 Like Shamar Moore in the TV show, and then Shamar what's the Moore. what's the on CBS? I don't even know your references, dude. You know, 
it's on CBS. And then what's the SWAT movie with uh, LL Cool J? Uh, yeah, LL Cool J and Samuel L. Jackson. Like that guy's name's Hondo. I'm pretty sure too. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, let's get with the times. Maybe guys. I'm gonna change I don't know. my name to Hondo. You yeah. should. Um, Any Hondos here? That's how you got to open the. No, uh, but you go around conference. and you'll see you'll see some super fit guys. You'll yeah. see a small percentage of prior service military. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll. I would see... I think it'd be almost all that. No. Really? Okay. I start off every course, the instructors, out of respect for who we're training with. Mm -hmm. It's, okay, how long have you been in law enforcement, any prior service, military, blah, blah. And it's maybe 10%. Really? Okay. So you go Do you ever get any jaw jacking, like, you know, guys who think they're hot shit and want to... Yeah, so our courses are designed specifically for that um, in the sense of if your ego's in the way of training, you're not going to... You're not going sure. to freaking accomplish anything. So we start with a simple performance drill. And then we just we record all of these, by the way. Uh-huh. And you then we time it with all these benchmarks of how long it takes you to do this, to this, to this, to this. And then where's your accuracy? And through that, we have a calculation of what is your total time. Mm-hmm. Your total time, because there's a hit value of if you miss a little bit, it's this many seconds. If you miss a lot, it's this many seconds. So with all the rounds, all the movement well we start off with that elevated heart rate yeah they shoot cold like real life because Mm -hmm. they just grab their rifle in real life and they have to go work so we run through this whole drill and you see people just fall apart on the first drill i mean not even manipulating their weapon system in any logical fashion right and you're like dear god i'm glad you're here yeah 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 no now we're gonna work um and then having a kind of part of our work is because a lot of the instructors coming from Green Berets, cops, sure. former military, all of us have been, yeah, every single instructor has been deployed downrange. Okay. In, and I'm not talking about, like, France. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Either Iraq Have been or, under heavy yeah, fire, yeah, have yeah. been... Iraq yeah. or Afghanistan. Um, yeah, everybody's Iraq or Afghanistan. But having a kind of a heart for them, because mm-hmm. you can't allow your ego to get in the way of connecting with them either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... You can't see, walk in like you're hot oh, shit either, yeah, right? You right. see some, like we've had guys blow out their calves, like literally rip their calf muscle because they haven't run in, ran, pardon me, in uh, years. Right. I'm like, you're in SWAT and you're not even remotely physically fit. Right. What wow. What do you think the implications of that are once you start getting shot? Yeah. Any hilarious, like, jaw jacking where you see them, like, really, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like people, I, I mean, it's it, some of it's bad, like people putting putting their mag in backwards like and yeah, you think yeah. of if you watch any SWAT movie they're like the coolest dudes you've ever oh read. yeah yeah and right. instead sometimes you'll see like a significantly overweight guy like looking at his rifle like it just farted on him yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to figure out how what pieces go where and it's just this almost like me looking at a Rubik's Cube. Sure, I don't even right. know where to start. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting on the line, you're like, okay, I don't want to interrupt yet. I want him to work through this. Yeah. But this is horrific. <laughs> I mean, Have you ever seen a true, like, a meltdown, like, if someone, like, leaves SWAT because they're so embarrassed of their training? Uh, This is bullshit, man. This isn't how it really is. No, I mean, I could see it, but our we built our... As you can tell, we have a heavy emphasis on the psychology of yeah. how people learn. Yeah. So that would be a barrier to our of, of course. our goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they, they get pissed, but then we have to go and de-escalate that pretty quickly. Okay. Because otherwise they're putting walls up for what's coming Absolutely. next. Absolutely, yeah. So then our work 
goes into this like, hey, it's not your fault. Like you're at the point you're at. Now we have to kind of work through it. Um, you do you do have the the biggest thing that we see is the fear of performing in front of other people. Yes. Yeah. So they're think about it. You're you're cool. Everybody's wearing the same gear. You're all cool. And then this group of people you've never met before. Maybe you've seen something online. Absolutely. Often, they come in and they're like, okay, hey. Uh, one at a time, we're going to run this drill. You're up first. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm in front of my team, and if I look like shit, yeah. I'm, everybody's going to make fun of me. And oh, fuck. And, and how, <laughs> I mean, how big are the teams? Is it like it's just like five of them? So oh, they're, they're like all 20. 20? Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. geez. I mean, talk about like giving a speech would yeah. be hard. Like imagine that. Oh, yeah. like, Most people are afraid of public speaking, but think about. And as you, a grown man, yeah. you're not challenged in that way very often anymore. No. You know? Like, be amazing and you yeah. have to be perfect this very second and yeah I'm saying they probably have like an inflated sense of like you guys because they're like oh this is the a team coming in to train us i have to be perfect for them and so especially the more experienced guys are typically yeah. older but they they're used to being the hot shit and then they have to look back oh god yeah. yeah and then we've even had guys that won't show up for training like we were training border patrol in uh in arizona and some of the loudest, I found out afterwards, I'm like, hey, yeah, we're, our course is short. Where where are these guys? Uh, we'll, we'll talk later. So we get done. We're like, you remember that guy who came out and was yapping his jaw? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. It's like, so he's the tactical, he's the most coolest, baddest dude we have, right? Mm-hmm. And he found a way to go to court on something today that he had yeah, to yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. Because to hype, because that fear of looking man. like a piece of shit in front of your people, it can be... Uh, if you don't have a healthy team culture, that can yeah. destroy something. That's how I became funny. I started just joking my way through those things so I don't have to look like a fucking asshole. No. I'd you, go through your course. I'd be clowning the whole time. But in all honesty, it's a it's a healthy coping mechanism to, <laughs> yeah, to grow. Sure. <laughs> sure. I, I, I mean, sure. I guess so. <laughs> but, yeah. But you also feel like a dancing fucking clown your right. whole life because yeah. you're young. and whatever. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you work with any private, like, military type of or security we do Alphas private as well. Yeah, we do private security. We've um, we've worked with organizations that have protected, or trained organizations, and worked with organizations that have protected sitting governors and. Yeah, yeah. and also other things that we other talked things. about that we can't. Yeah, other, uh, the the consulting and the corporate side is the, as you can imagine, the bigger side of the business. Yeah. So, the, what's funny on that side is everybody kind of like the SWAT cops. Yeah. They're all afraid. They're like, everybody else is doing this better than we are. Yeah. And when you go inside to even very large corporations, most of them have no fucking clue where to go. Yeah. A lot of this stuff. Sure. They're sitting at day zero, blank page, and trying yeah. to figure out what to do. Do you think, so what, what kind of businesses do you think should do that? Like, I mean, do you think any business, like I have six employees, I should do that? Oh, there's <laughs> you know actually I mean? a magic number. So it's uh, above 50, below 300. Really? That's the magic number. And here's okay. why. Uh, above 50 the interpersonal relationships break down and you don't fully really know everybody's story and you can't empathize with everybody as much because there might be silos, right? Yeah. Above 250, 300, you start having more robust HR components where you can start having that reporting process of spotting indicators come up. Mm -hmm. So for active shooters in active threats in corporations and workplace violence, there is actually a number. Okay. between that 50 and 300. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to, like, turn people down that aren't in that kind of range if they're like, oh, we no. want the trainer? You say no, we because don't recommend it, but they're, we'll it, do it. What we'll have to do is 
analyze where they're at right now because yeah. maybe they're not on day one pl- blank page. Maybe they're day 100. Yeah. And they just need to polish one aspect, and we'll say, hey, you don't need all this, but what we'll do is help you in this little area. Oh, okay. And that frees up our calendar too. This is a weird question, but do you ever have things where it's like, like okay, if you're guarding one person or mm-hmm. whatever, um, do you have any – corporate standard for if that person starts behaving in a really ugly manner no or has that happened oh yeah 100 percent uh in my previous life there were politicians that we protected that were some of the worst human beings you've ever met in your life no shit yeah um any that you can air out (laughs) uh well everybody who's been around the fed uh in the past how many years past 15 years or so Uh um one name comes across all branches okay all all three letter acronyms who have ever interacted with this human being hillary clinton is arguably the biggest cunt you've ever met (laughs) we heard that on another podcast (laughs) so every every three letter acronym you can imagine anybody who's ever worked with her anybody who's ever been close with her when there aren't cameras around will see the true horrific nature of that beast god i wonder where that comes like when someone can be comfortable being that just universally fucking grotesque yeah and then how bill who actually seems like a kind of cool dude by contrast bill super cool dude is he really he's just he loves booze and he wants to go hit everything that walks by him he loves oh he is a booze hound did not know that. Yep. I'm not shocked by it, but did not so he, know that. He hasn't aged well, so he. I think yeah. he definitely wears it on his face. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Presidency doesn't. He's still uh, age. What'd you hear about Obama? You must have like people around or whatever. Uh, the Obamas, I didn't hear as much negative about uh, as Clinton. Um, I don't think they. Most of the. People... I know he didn't salute once, and that was a big deal. And I mean, I he should have. Whatever. whatever. I did see that. I remember watching it, going like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh that's ooh, like." Ooh. That, I I consider that kind of like that media porn, outrage porn. Okay. Where you try to like get some kind of fling. We're offended just to be yeah. offended. And... and it's now we're in this weird fucking phase where it's cool to be the most offended person in the room. Like, yeah. yeah. Now I have victim status, and my credit no of victimhood is higher than yours. You truly get I've elevated. been affected by whatever the. And go down the oh, yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, I'm a but... white male comedian, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but uh, back to your question, uh, Brock. Uh, I didn't, I haven't heard anything. Michelle, not so nice. Really? Yeah. Really? That yeah. shocks that me. Actually, me that's fucking shocking. She, uh, she oh, always thought she was a nice one. Like she always. We all know who look... wore the pants. You know what? Yeah. Women are fucking. Oh yeah, for she was a what <laughs> lawyer? Like she yeah. was. I wouldn't. Women are fucking mean, dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> nothing. That's just. <laughs> just what it is um but yeah then there's other uh there's other people that you come across that are just down to earth and pretty normal human beings but on the private sector yeah there's yeah now, like now if that there's a the... ceo who all of a sudden's getting yeah slaps his fucking wife with your guys there or yeah. something what you know there's the danger is now you're in a corporate setting where there is liability and your errors and omissions can directly come back on. The, now I'm going super business. But yeah, yeah. Where you can get in a ton of trouble, you personally, if you allow certain stuff to yeah. go through or co- cover up elements of a crime that committed mm-hmm. because right. of the protectee. Um, so, yeah, there's a any reputable organization that's protecting high high net worth individual or whatever – We'll have a out clause on an ethical out clause. Okay. Like if I see you uh, 
uh, strangling a hooker in yeah. the back of the Suburban, well, we're probably going to drop you as a client right. immediately. Right. And Even me? <laughs> so huh. first, okay. first hooker will triangle uh, in a, in a, in a, in a triangle choke in the back of my suburban. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like how you had a specific. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> we're, we're I was filling my flipbook. Yeah. You know? When, uh, when, you, yeah. when you said you had people that were nice, was there anybody that surprised you, like going in, that you're like, this guy's prepare yourself. This guy's probably going to be a jackass, and then it was he was the nicest person ever. Uh, the former defense minister of Israel. Goes back to Israel. Uh, he was actually a former prime minister when we met him. Netanyahu. No, no, no. no? He's the current prime minister. Right. But uh, you, I thought Barack. it was before. Not Obama, okay. but Barack. So he was a prime minister, I believe, and then he was a defense minister. So when yeah. we met him, he had the. Uh, well, he. That's he a hell of a guy to guard. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, there's really. a lot of people around. So trust me, it wasn't like, hey, you, right. go take this guy with <laughs> right. you. No, no. I, I mean, I mean, I would think you'd have to. It was have a small 60 army. fucking people around or whatever. Yeah. Looking after that guy. But super calm, cool, collected, polite. And that huh. was that's always refreshing when people don't lose touch of I understand the insanity, like we take it for granted cuz sure. we're responsible for our own protection, but the insanity of waking up every day and having 20 people around protecting you. Yeah, that's insane. Like, this is weird. Yeah. Right? And if it becomes even more weird if you forget that. Yeah. Do you feel like like those people, you know, on average or whatever, or the majority of them, do you feel like they view their security detail as like, I don't know, like truly respect you? Or do you think a lot of them kind of start treating you like you're, you know, their employees? That depends. It really depends on the individual. Okay. Um, I have but people 50, that, 50, people I mean, that are associated mind? with the current mm-hmm. state of affairs. Yep. And... I hear mostly really good things. Okay. So it really depends on the individual. Of sure. How you it, boil it down to this. If they talk to a waiter or waitress, like yes. an asshole, yep. they're probably just an yes. asshole. Right? Agreed. Yeah. And they'll yeah. treat that person who's willing to stop a threat against them as nothing more than the person who's going to get me a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably the best litmus test. There's actually uh, a company we we're consulting with. And they had a hiring practice of executives where they purposely brought them to lunch and had the waiter screw up their meal to see how they would handle it. That's actually that's pretty good. That's because actually pretty awesome. Good. Yeah, and I, I told them at this very moment, I am totally stealing this from you guys. Yes. This is brilliant because it has an underlying ethic or ethics value. I dropped to a it. friend over this. Like, oh, yeah, truly, yeah. I stopped no, like talking to well, someone. Because they like were disrespectful to Yeah. Constantly treats any underling like shit. And it's just like... It's fucking like I don't like standing around you. It's you know, embarrassing. Yes, and it's so disrespectful to that shit. individual who might be working on their doctorate or a yes, stripper, as yeah. your show would or right or a furniture salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit happens. Like I'll have that happen with someone. Like I could crush you with my fucking brain power. Like I could yeah. cave your forehead in. And, that's and like, you're sitting there talking to me like shit. You know, I know right. I, know I should yeah. interview you, but do you ever want to just unleash that? thought process on Every people day. i have yeah. I, oh i flat out i flat out like <laughs> i had this lady freaking out about a sofa that got cut so you turn the sofa over there's a black dust cover right mm-hmm. oh yeah and it's a du- it's a cosmetic dust cover means nothing and but whatever they took it into her house and they and they ripped it and it had like a seven inch rip in it and it's not that she was upset i get even anyone going like hey, you know well, <laughs> you know whatever i'm just used yeah. to that but this lady was like going <laughs> and they ripped 
desk. They ripped the bottom of the sofa. What am I supposed to do? And she broke into full-on tears. And she's going, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I said, what are you going to do when you get brain cancer? Because you're not leaving anything on the table emotion-wise. This is fucking furniture. Right. This is furniture. You more, like, I mean, I really. Go to uh, Sub-Saharan Africa yeah. for a little bit. And then yeah. back like, holy me. shit, this oh, is a problem. That's even like, like, yeah, working at like in the service industry when you're kicking out oh. drunk people at night or whatever, and people are like, "Oh, I've been." I was like, "Dude, like we're talking about food and drinks here, and yeah. you're upset." Like, okay, I'm sorry that your steak came out medium instead of medium rare. We'll How get that fixed. You. We for just you. had this the hotel episode that, which yeah. was a great episode. If no one's listened to it, it's the least spectacular, but a great episode. And he talks about, I I was just talking about. I thought I've seen all customer shit. And he's like, oh, probably when people get mad at me for not handing them their card right. Because they'd pay for the room, he'd swipe it, and he's like, you know, you're typing, you're whatever. So you set the card on the table, and then he looks up, and they're standing there, like, like with a sick look on their face, and their hands back. You're not going to hand it to me? Yeah. You know, you're not going to hand it to me? Yeah. That fucking bull. I mean, really. Wh- how does it even get in your head that that's something that well, is It's probably whatever. like the one situation oh, in life where they're like, I'm the one that's being treated or like I'm the one like you're serving me so this is my point of power to take back. People talk about this. Um, If you had a time machine you go back and kill Hitler I would first of all I'd get hung up on uh, slapping myself around for how I behaved and whatever various times in my but I would kill the guy who said the customer is always right. Yes. I would skip Hitler and go find that guy. The customer service Hitler. Yes. That is seriously. The customer 99% of the time is wrong. It has created this ludicrous fucking dynamic of just self-entitlement. Yeah. yeah, especially when, like, half the time in the service industry, we're getting off on tangent, but it's like they're college kids that are going to school to be doctors, lawyers, whatever, and they're just here to get a paycheck, pay off their student loans, and survive, and you're here yeah. as a grown adult cussing out little kids. Like, Well, how about this uh, for your job then? What is your, like, what's your pet peeve in your, like, in your job? Oh... Probably when the hotel clerk doesn't hand me my credit card back. When I <laughs> yeah, <get it. laughs> no, absolutely. I, I'm that way too. Uh, no, uh, the biggest pet peeve, well, it would it'd be in different sectors, right? Sure. So the, the law enforcement, the biggest pet peeve is getting the guy who said, well, that's not the way we, we were taught. Oh, like, uh, like, yeah. Here's the thing, buddy. Like, yeah. I'm not, res- it's not my fault that somebody taught you this asinine methodology. Right. It's now my responsibility and he's having a flashback. To, <laughs> to, to address it. So it's not my fault, but it's my responsibility to address it. And if, mm-hmm. if you're not in a place where you want to talk about this, and this is where we have that like de-escalation and yeah. um, hostage negotiation, the principles yeah. in there applied directly to this. If you're not in a place where you want to be open to it, I, I can't help you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, this is how we've always done it. I'm like, okay, well, if you were better at it than you were, then we wouldn't have this conversation. Right? Yeah. I, I just think like in your job, like even though I'm sure you love 90% of cops or whatever, oh, yeah. there's still, you see these videos, everyone, like I love watching the cop pull over cop videos and just the fucking hubris <laughs> in these guys, like just, it blows me away sometimes. It's like they get in cop mode of like, hey, I'm the one who's fucking in charge here, motherfucker. And then they just, like, can't get out of it, even with other cops. Yeah, it the, blows me away. The the It's a letter of the law. 
thing because remember i came from law enforcement so sure i got degrees in law enforcement criminal justice like yeah this is, yeah this is my baby so they're like well and we'll have conversations while we're prepping mags or whatever and they'll be talking about whatever and i'm like you didn't you didn't actually write them for that did you because i could say it i don't give a shit i'm i'm leaving yeah yeah and they're like well no that's i didn't i didn't, I didn't make the law <laughs> yeah what is it i don't make right. the law I just enforce I just law i'm like right. Yeah, Hitler's guard said the same thing, buddy. Yeah, like, yeah. So in in real criminal justice professionalism, there's a concept of letter of the law, mm-hmm. which is black and white, yeah. and spirit of the law. Oh, right? sure. What is the spirit and the purpose of the law? Yeah. And an intelligent cop, not a concentration camp guard, yeah, yeah, would, yeah. <laughs> would say the, the spirit of the law on a stop sign is to regulate traffic and protect lives. So at one in the morning... On a Tuesday, when no one's around, right? Yeah. And I know there's going to be a cop listening who's losing his mind. He's like, "That's how I get the drunk." So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't they do a rolling stop. They break from yep. the intersection and roll through. Letter of the law says I'm, you should have. I'm an inveterate stoplight oh. thruster. Like I just bust them. I mean, it's horrible. I yeah. hate. Yeah. So letter of the law says no. That guy should probably be write a tag, check for dope, check blah blah. Right. That's the yeah. reason to get into a whole stop and whatever spirit of the spirit well if they're awake the spirit of the law people say why do i care about that right now like yeah. there's no driving contact this is stupid like pick your freaking battle sure right. because right now basically everything's illegal anyway yeah i mean damn near it so, no it's that's what i think is just ludicrous in our society you can be pulled over for copiously following the rules of the road right all right I mean, like, I'm almost certain that that's one of the things. Oh. <laughs> like, you, you have oh. suspiciously followed the rules Dri- of the road. Drive around with, um, back uh, back in the day, we had uh, the paperwork for machine guns and suppressors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So ATF, the another government agency, gives mm-hmm. you authorization to have machine guns. Okay. So very, very strictly controlled. But there was a point in time where we traveled with those in certain areas that we thought there would be a value to the law enforcement agency for the machine gun. Since then, we've gotten rid of that. We don't have the license anymore and got rid of all the legal steps. But driving around, they're like, I I get pulled over on the road because you're driving everywhere. And somebody's like, hey, you got any guns in the car? I'm like, I have literally six machine guns. (laughs) Like, like, do you want to look at it? And there's a... uh, do your does your audience know where you're geographically located? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was a Minnesota State Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'd been driving twenty two hours already. Like just right. like red eye, white knuckled, get home. Absolutely. Coming through northern Minnesota, coming down, and this guy, I am the only for the comedy. I'm right? the yeah. only one on the road. And just left uh, North Dakota, coming in, cruise control set like three or four over the speed limit. Yeah. Max. It has lane assist. The car has lane assist and all that other stuff. There's no swerving. Yeah, yeah. This car is going straight and narrow down the road. And I look at the gas gauge. I'm like, "Ah, I should probably fill up and I see something over here. So as I hit the on-ramp or the off-ramp, my tire just touches the paint. Mm -hmm. And this guy's been following me. He's got to be bored out of his mind. He's been following me for 10, 15 miles. Yeah. And then he's seen this... Immediately, lights come on. And yeah. Like, okay, whatever. Uh, I've got nothing else to do. I, I like that you go through the same emotion thing, though, that, oh, that a like, normal person does. It's just like, this is ah, stupid. Right. No, it was more like, whatever. I've got yeah. nothing else to do. So I pull over, roll the windows down. 
have because I've got guns everywhere. The last thing I'm going to do is make yeah. any fast movements. Yeah, <laughs> even though I always put my hands on the wheel. Yeah. Now I was light yeah. up the interior of the car, hands on the wheel, and then go. Oh, light there. up the interior! I yeah, actually yeah. not known that. That's what that lights for, like on like the side. Yeah, where the white turn light. your lights on. Oh, put our. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because here's saying. the thing: as they come in, somebody who's about to shoot a cop. Probably not going to light up the interior yeah. to allow the cop to shoot. Let's see what they're going to do. Absolutely. So being a trainer, I know what will put them at most ease. Yeah. So keys out in the dash, driver's you know that, license. Oh, keys out in the dash, too. Yeah, they know you're not going to drive away. Light I, up the interior, windows down, and then they're like, hey, this young kid, he's probably only on the road. If he's listening, I'm sorry. He's probably only on the road a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, oh, do you know the reason I pulled you over? I'm like, I know you're fishing, so it's all good, but uh, I probably hit that white line as, yeah, you swerved across that line a little bit. I'm like, okay, buddy. Right. Have you been drinking? I'm like, nope, been driving 20-something hours. I'm going to get gas. Oh, you got anything in the car I should know about? I'm like, I've got more guns than you have in your squad car. What? <laughs> so we go through this little thing, and then he, I tell him what we do, and we spend one or two in the morning. I open up the trunk and we're just bullshitting now, literally pulling out body armor and different guns and all that right. stuff because you're in the, literally middle twice. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 Once he realized um, you ran my license, everything else. But that kind of like fishing, I get it, but at the same time, like, yeah, it, pick it's... your battles. I know he's bored. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I like constitutional stuff a little bit more than that. Like I hate that shit. I don't know. I yeah. hate that. Or that's shit, like man. I was. I went to school at North Dakota State University, and I was driving home uh, once down ninety four, and there's like a rest stop just a couple miles outside, and I pulled over because I had like forgotten something in my duffel bag. I was like, I got to pull over to this way station. Yeah. Just turn around, grab it, and then we're back on the road. And it's probably. Like, I think I was after football practice, and so it was, like, late at night. And pulling the rest stop, and I just pulled over, like, underneath one of the streetlights. Like, not parked legally, so, yes, I <laughs> fucked up. Right. But then it was, like, my the front end was kind of in a handicapped spot, but I'm literally, like, the oh, only car on the road. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, right. And I'm, like, about to put the car in drive after, like, fumbling around in my bag. Woo! Lights come on. And the cop, like, I was, like, what the hell's going on? He comes up, and he's, like, uh... Yeah, yeah, you want you to know you're parked illegally. And I was like, Shut the fuck up. Pardon me, like, but. Dude, you you right. got nothing, nothing better to do than. I'm like, oh, sorry, I was just grabbing something out of my bag. Like, I forgot whatever it was. And he's like, no, okay, well, yeah, just, you know, you need to keep these handicap spots clear. Just in case. You need to keep these If he smiled like, afterwards, like, yeah. like, I know this is complete. Right. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a little better. I got pulled out. One of my, my favorites, I was. Uh, I was in, uh, let's see, I was in college in Minneapolis here. My my family lives in northern Minnesota, three, eight, three and a half hours away. And this is like when the band Sublime was like just just kicking. I, and we're driving. So current. Current, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I remember I had this Subaru hatchback or whatever. And just, we were going home for the summer or something. So it was just, just packed with shit. You can't see anything behind you. And me and my friend, like, we've had a couple of cocktails. We're like listening to Sublime just blasted and all of a sudden like i look over outside some little podunk town like and i was like holy shit there's a cop behind us like oh, i guess we better pull over but i'm a master bootlicker so i wasn't really worried about anything and <laughs> we pulled over and i'm like god why is this guy ain't coming out I'm like fucking weird and then i look in the side view and he's like creeping and he's got his gun out and he's like holding it behind him, and then he starts like slowly taking like a charlie's angels pose or whatever two hands on the gun he clearly I'm like, didn't go to our training i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing and we're just like 
scared, like getting scared, but like whatever. And I just rolled down the window. So I put my hands out. I was like, what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, what am I doing? The fuck are you doing? I've been following you for four miles or whatever, whatever it was. It was like a long time, I guess, that well, he had his lights on, but I couldn't drunk. hear. I was listening to Sublime, man. I had it jacked. So, yeah, it was, uh, but, and then we actually got out of it. Master yeah. bootlicker. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, it's the, there's about 880,000 cops in the country. And honestly, most of the men and women are just really good, normal people. Yeah. That, yeah. Have kids in school like you do, and For sure. they go shop everywhere you do, and they don't want to get shot when they go to work. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to just crush everybody that they walk in front of. Yeah, right. The the over, I mean, significant, overwhelming yes. majority. And then the, same as furniture salespeople. Yeah, just don't get shot. Just, but there's that twenty percent or ten percent, whatever, five percent that are just yeah, that are like, what the fuck, dude? I, I had I got pulled over with my wife. And my two, I had two children under three years old at this point. And I mean, it's a n- new car. We have the baby blankets held up to like not shade the children. It's like, and my wife is like that white chick who just got shot by that guy, the Australian. <laughs> what? Oh, the yoga teacher? Yeah. Yeah. My wife looks like her. Wow. Like, yeah, oh, she's a smoke show. But she is like my thing to make me look innocent. Like, she makes me look like she might as well have cross country skis and hot cocoa yeah. with her all the time, you know? And and this guy just kept like it was a twenty three year old cop probably where he's got the flat top and he's in the you know what the hell's going on in here <laughs> whatever it is it guards but yeah and it was just like man it made like even my wife got pissed at the end like what is that guy's problem and it's just running into those dudes it's just like anything it's just cops it's higher stake I had a, this is a, super fun God this well, is fucking great. I love talking this shit. Oh, and the, uh, the so the paint, not a paintball gun, but... The, yeah, it's called simunitions. So simulated if, munitions. And so is that like when you're training, it's, do I remember correctly, it's like the general, or not the general public, but like if uh, the teachers or the cops, like they're using that. So could we sign, could I sign up for this class? And well, I think we should actually just do a course with you guys. We should do it in this building. hundred percent. Oh, we could. It'd actually be really dope. That'd be fun to like, do. Like a hundred percent, yeah. Would you yeah. look bad though if I like... Foisted a plan on you that ended up I ended up behind you with a blade to your throat. Yeah. I'll say, if, you can, if you can do it, go and for what, it. And, and what I'll style? Right <laughs> and I guess like what style like training would we be able to? Would it be like okay, so we were gonna get you and four of your cop buddies, and me and Gabe are gonna have a plan to go in and take hostages or whatever. No, I think it would be the opposite way. So we'd try to stop you. Yeah. We'd put you in the role of oh, yeah. what yeah, law enforcement Let's go. would have to do. I got my bolt action 308. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> I've been I would deer hunt before. I would deer Come here, baby. <laughs> um, that it's it's funny that that flip card. Right? Yeah. No matter how, no matter how many times. Well, I shouldn't say no matter how many times. The fewer times you can tell within a millisecond of a training scenario, uh-huh. how little or how much someone's trained. Really? It's, okay. It's painfully obvious. Is it like, like boxing? I know the hand signals. Like the... <laughs> yeah. Like, so we could, we could, me and Gabe are going to be You good. do a two, three, yes. two, and then point. Yeah. What, what, uh... You're <laughs> <laughs> Jake laughing. What, what um... <laughs> is it like boxing? Where, like, okay, you spar with people who, like, really box. Like, yeah. I want to turn my face away and, like, flinch. It's, it's very hard to look at someone punching you. Right. Yeah. I'd imagine if someone walks into a building, like, you know, holding a shotgun with wide eyes or whatever, like, I, 
to be able to just coolly like look up and act has yeah. got to be just and that's and i keep saying it but that's right. where the the flip book kind of has yeah. to come in because if you're if you haven't prepped for that mentally and physically yes. you're going to be pulling from an empty bag yeah right you're, for sure you've got nothing to reference that so one of the biggest things that we we do for the upper echelon is this the hard skill sets of the trigger pulling and mm-hmm. teaching people to shoot people and yeah. what target areas you want to destroy the human body yeah and you teach that piece but then you teach the mindset piece of it yeah and that's that's even more important the biggest part I would that's imagine. really the biggest yeah. part so when you're walking in Anybody can look like that paranoid ass clown when you walk in yeah. to a restaurant and start scanning everybody. Yeah. It takes a lot more to be uh, calm and still achieve the same outcome. Yeah. So as you're coming through and when you see something explode or uh, as some of your listeners have had gunshots come by or been shot or had a no bullshit explosion next to them and you look around and you find somebody who's really calm. Yeah. Their flip book has been well, well yeah. maintained, and that's your goal through our training is to build that that calm so that, like a boxer, yeah, the craziest boxers aren't those hype guys that do backflips all over the right the arena. Right. They're they're James Tony baby. <laughs> James Tony is the most calm fucking dude in the world. <laughs> they're just focused. Yeah, they know what their goal is. They know what they their training is. They know what their plan is, and then they go execute. And those people are eerily calm just like professional athletes, watch everything yeah. watch tapes of james tony my favorite probably my favorite defensive boxer of all time is, is unbelievable there, is there anything you guys do as far as like let's say if somebody comes to like you guys train on like the same compound and then maybe like the day of like a final test or something where you switch up the compound so they're not that muscle memory of oh i know we're going into these three rooms and how to just clear it or anything like that is there anything like tactically to put them at a disadvantage during training that you do other yeah than, like, so we do mode? um a different uh, set of micro micro drills. So instead of doing one huge scenario where we, we're clearing this building, yeah. maybe we'll have a scenario in every single room in the hallway. Oh, and okay. you decompress in between <laughs> each room. Dope. So you walk That's... in and it's like, deal with it. And then you start getting the question, well, what do it mean? I'm like, I don't, I don't mean anything. You walk in that room and deal with whatever happens. That's real life. Nobody's going to be there whispering in your ear yeah. what mm-hmm. the what the precursors are. Yeah. They'll give you a setting. Oh, re- God, that'd be crazy. You're responding to a 911 call of shots fired at the school. You walk in, this is your first room, go. We should open this as a business like haunted houses. <laughs> Except you can yes. do this, like deal with fucking real scenarios like that. Dude, that would be crazy. Actually, to truly and have the person who's being like... And shoot back. Or, yeah, or it, just even have them like, go like, hey, get in here like start to order you around i'm sure it takes some people to the hardest thing is finding good role players in all honesty i was just gonna say you should hire us to do that i'll oh, i'm oh. great at it actually, I, actually, i'm great I'm at it people who've gone through improv you know? class yep. and they can take it. they can take a script because yep. the danger is you don't want your role players going off on a different tangent okay because that might be trouble for me game, game all of a <laughs> no, sudden but, it's got tanks what we, coming in <laughs> what we do is give you, give you, let you right. explore this there's space. two <laughs> icbms on you right now <laughs> and they're like okay we're clearly uh-huh. dealing with a crazy person because mm. if there are two icbms i can't <laughs> right, right so i've got a pistol yeah um <laughs> shoot you because we're dying anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right like Gabe you've got a hostage mm-hmm. and like you've got a pistol like you close the door they open it up and Gabe's got a bomb strapped to his yeah. chest like guys don't you take one Absolutely. more fucking step and then you shoot him in the face I would love to we should fucking you just shoot him in the face yeah so here let's talk about you know what I'm you, saying like if they have like a like the dead man yeah. switch no okay let's talk about damn it 
you brought up the Dead Man Switch. So I am a the pizza bomber. Hardcore data driven yeah. trainer, right? Data okay. and psychology and sociology on how people interact. The Dead Man Switch. The reality of the Dead Man Switch that we see on every shitty TV show. Uh, it's used in less than one tenth of whatever bombs out there. It does exist though. Yeah, where you press it and then you only detonate if you release. Right. The classic concept of the dead man switch. Most of them are um, end user activated. Okay. Which simply flip a switch, and they might have, depending on the bomb maker, because they all have their own style. They might have a safety switch. Yeah. And then the actual detonation. So it's a two-part authentication code. Okay. You hit this switch, then you hit this one, right. or you hit this one, then you pull this fuse. But the concept of a dead man switch, the rarity of that happening, you're, if you're wrong and you pause, how fast does electricity move? Let's say it's a right. electric. It's like charge instant pretty much like 50 roughly, miles an hour. roughly the speed of light yeah right? roughly. <laughs> yes. a bullet travels just over the speed of sound speed of light way faster than the mm -hmm. speed of sound therefore your ability to react to an initiation you'll never be lost yeah so yeah. the only thing you can do for suicide bombing and this is straight uh protocol for pretty much everybody that's been in my line of work mm -hmm. and everything else is you try to shoot the fatal T, which is the eyes and the nose. And you're not trying to hit the eyes and the nose. What you're trying to do is sever the brainstem because uh -huh. if you can rip the brainstem from the spinal cord and disengage the ability of the brain to send this signal to the thumb to, or the finger to initiate yeah. that, uh, that blast sequence, that's the permanent incapacitation, in, permanent incapacitating shot that will stop that sequence. So the blast sequence Dude, is initiated by... you come over and have sex with my wife? <laughs> that is such manly shit. I'm just fucking off. I love that. Separate the brain stem. Yes, that's like Mortal Kombat, man. Who's that guy who rips a brain? <laughs> Fatal. Reaches, yeah. Grabs it out of the fucking skull. Yes. So the, the hard part about that shot is the shot placement based on the profile or the direction of your muzzle oriented towards the threat that position changes and you have to know where that point of aim point of impact needs to be to get that yeah to get that uh how can outcome. you control because it seems like the kennedy bullet for instance right they turn and zing and whatever yeah. through it like i, I guess is i well, guess so you do like yeah. full metal jacket or whatever or something to get right through or like how do you so the eyes and nose, the fatal T, if you're Soft, straight on, yep. you have the two eye sockets, right? Yep. And then the base of the skull goes all the way back. You'll have a much higher probability of getting that round okay. towards the base of the skull. Now, if you're at a 90 degree profile, it's actually behind the ear. You're trying to go oh. through or in around the ear towards the base of the skull. If I'm completely facing away, for whatever reason, I've got him at gunpoint. You just shoot me right. Uh, if at you the lift, base of the neck, yep, that little soft yep, spot there in the middle. Spot, yeah. That is, if you can destroy that. Um, just, you're good. Start wearing. Wow, it. that is so cool. In fact, something else, uh, we well that I saw you say, but is the when you shoot things to think of not only the target but the backstop or what you know, like and all the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah behind it. So when you're working in, it's one thing to be on a flat range, but that's where that simunitions, that force mm -hmm. on force element of that, those paint projectiles that hurt mm -hmm. and they can rip your eyes out there. You have to wear a right. special mask for it. You start putting... I'm always wearing a special mask. <laughs> <laughs> you start putting uh, variables in not just the target backstop and beyond, but also what's between you and the target. So if you have a ton of kids and they're at a similar height as the threat, 
Well, now you have to weigh your options of if I miss this shot, am I going to put yeah. somebody in more harm than if I don't, if I don't oh, take it, now you have to run through all these scenarios. But the time you have to figure those out, right. it cannot be the first time that you ever respond to one of those incidents. Yeah. Otherwise, your flipbook is empty. Right. Yeah. Boy, I, this guy's really devoted to flipbook, I, to his flipbook I, metaphor. Dude, I, I I love the flipbook. Yeah. We can call it anything else, but it's a Rolodex. People yeah. call it flipbook. Nah, I like flipbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let's stick with it. I like it. Yeah, you've got to pull something out of uh, out of that hat, and if you have nothing to pull from, you're going to go. I just thought of being a cop, though, who who does, you know, who has a bad experience with that, where you shoot at someone and you hit someone in the fucking background 50 yards beyond or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, devastating. There was a, uh, when in my previous life, we were at a major metropolitan area, and we got a report of an active shooter. And we're like, okay, this is serious. Yeah. So everybody's kind of like, ears are perking up. Yeah. So when you hear that, is it like, yes, let's go. I've been waiting for this moment, or is it... Uh, someone of your experience, or yeah. whatever well, at yeah, that time. Here's, here's my thought process. If if there's somebody around me that has more training, which there are times yeah, that yeah. happens, obviously, I'll take the lead from them. Yeah. But if it's going to happen... I would much rather have it happen around me than have it happen to one of my siblings or one of my neighbors. You know, it's really fucked up. I think the same way. No, if it's going <laughs> like, to happen. I think like, well, I hope it happens around me. But if you and I were in the same area, you we'd be competing for yeah. uh, Alpha because I'd yeah. be going, Get, stand down. This is mine. <laughs> be like, I got it. Be like, this, this is, is my all kill. You. Right, right. Um, well, that happened actually. No, the, the synagogue. The synagogue attack in California. It just happened. There was a Border Patrol agent. That pile of shit came in to kill as many Jews as they could. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was either the Border Patrol agent had a gun or someone else handed off the gun to the Border Patrol agent because they knew who he was. And he chased the guy out shooting at him, which stopped the killings. Wow. Talk about professional violence. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. One thing I meant to mention that that I did earlier with the school thing, because you've watched the videos and stuff. I keep hearing about heroism within there of like teachers putting themselves in front of students or whatever. It's like, it's, it's, it really is great stuff to hear, you know, in a way that that really does exist that way. Mm-hmm. Have you, like, I mean, have you seen that? So, because that's yeah, something to me I feel like can be mentioned or, you know, I don't and know. those are the names that should be yes, spoken for absolutely years because those are the ones, in, in my opinion, there, there is honorable as any medal of honor winner uh, yeah. on your life for another human being is one of the most amazing things incredibly now, courageous now the biggest win that i could and i think we should all pull for is that person steps up willing to do that but wins and then, the fight yeah. and but that's not to step on the graves of anybody yeah. who's who fought a horrific pile of shit mm-hmm. and saved people's lives because right. realistically as soon as violence is directed at that attacker the death toll drops yeah so these people are heroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is... Any that stick out to you that you've seen? On the uh, videos or whatever? I don't know. I, like, starting, I, I'd cry the, if the I saw best, The best part is it's starting more now. The hardest one to watch recently, was it wasn't even in this country, was the uh, mosque attack in uh, New Zealand. Where one, one guy, only one guy fought initially at the first mosque he raided they were in the uh hallway yes and he the gun dropped to the ground if any of the other and again this is not to step on the graves of anybody who died but right if any of those other people 
join him in that attack. Yes. You cannot shoot fast enough if you have the numbers. And he got dropped right at the last moment, too. Yep. It was, it was, yeah. But if you had two, three, four, five people fighting yep. back. No the, question. The biggest takeaway is just literally fight the fuck back. Yeah. And that, except the fact in your flip book. Yeah. That if you do everything right. That's what I'm doing, watch these videos. You, filling my flip book. Yeah. And all yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah. No, it's because. It's part of it. Yeah. There was, uh, in my military career, we were cycling out of Iraq. Uh, it was 07, so right during the surge. And in the area where we, where we were, there really wasn't a whole lot of threat. We were just waiting for our people to come and okay. leave us because it's one in, one out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was on a human remains detail for a couple months where you're just lifting the dead bodies of right. people. And then you start seeing the names and where the, what units they're coming from. And some of those people... U.S. Uh, soldiers? Oh, yeah, our, our oh, people. Oh, God. Okay. Um, some of those guys, I think everyone, yeah, I think they're all guys. Some of those guys were better trained than me, cooler than me. Yeah. Literally probably funnier than me. Mm-hmm. Everything wow. smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, in every Funny. aspect, they were probably a better human being than me. Yeah. They did everything right and still died. Yes. So who the fuck am I to have an ego about it? Right. That's why I said... That's why... I, Vietnam and Afghanistan, I'm sure Iraq too, but are the worst wars because you could be the most badass and then some yeah. fucking jackalope can pop up and cap you. That, mm-hmm. it's, it's seriously, that pisses me off. Yeah. I used to think about that in the military. If someone killed me, I want to be killed by a general or a president, not some fucking <laughs> right. dickwad. Yeah, yeah. Somebody pulls a gun, you're like, what's your rank? Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, you win, take me. <laughs> the Taliban's like, eh? <laughs> Do yeah, I, like unless you're Saddam, I don't. and then and then the last thing that I forgot, sorry, was because we got hung up on my methods, uh, my methodology, the two-handed, the two-handed uh, yeah, yeah, to stop the bullet, yep, <laughs> just slow it down. So as a disclaimer, I, thankfully we didn't say my the company. Yeah, yeah, have, that is not, <laughs> not an authorized. You are going to have two holes in your hand and maybe one in your face. But if you want to freelance that, go <laughs> ahead because I think it's going to save you. Hey, or if you want to. Uh, we're offering classes. Or try it. Just tag tag you in the video. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, Don't but try it. what yeah. do you teach them? Like you know, like for real. If you're running at someone with a gun drawn, yep. what you know? Zig-zags. What are they supposed to do? Zigzags. No. Uh, I, I to to an extent, like uh, use use angles. So yeah. we we don't have to reinvent the freaking wheel. Act right. like we were the first ones to ever figure out how to fight people hand to hand. Yeah, yeah. The Romans figured that out. Right? Sure. The Spartans figured that out. There's so many people that learned how to fight hand to hand combat. So if you're in close proximity and you need to attack someone, uh, straight on attack will be it'll be directed by your environment. If you're in a linear environment like a hallway, sure. there's only so much. But even any oblique that you can make where tracking, if you're going up against a firearm, tracking is harder, m- making lateral movement, yeah. shooting a moving target. Then so like, straight like truly you. juke a little bit as yeah, you're going. Yeah. As you come in, take, Barry you Sanders. fight your angles, yeah. right? So then if you're in the environment where you can control and set up the ambush, that's the most ideal thing. So you set up your demarcation line or your Alamo Mm -hmm. in the sense of if they come through this door, we're going to unleash hell on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they don't come through this door, we're just, we're going to lock down and wait for law enforcement because that's part of the run, hide, fight. Sure, sure. But the problem with the hide, the hide is only as valuable as if you're willing to literally destroy that person that comes through the door to harm everybody behind you. Right. So taking a fatal funnel, which a fatal funnel is simply a doorway or any choke point where the access is only straight in or straight out. Okay. 
that it funnels movement into that area. Yeah. Well, if the three of us are sitting here and we hear gunshots, and we don't know where they're coming from, but they're, we can identify them them close like, enough. Yeah. We set up an ambush at this fatal funnel at this door. Right. Yep. And with that door, I'll, I'll say, I'm going to grab the legs. You grab yep. upper torso. You I grab go the for hammer, the kill and start hitting. If he fails. Because there's a chance that maybe no. that our plan, but okay, <laughs> maybe our plan is to go <laughs> to shit immediately. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's then my backup is to do this. Your backup, uh, we oh really? We very quickly start building our playbook. Right, right. On how right. we're going to attack this. So if they fail, that's then the next person comes in. Sooner or later, you will overwhelm them with professional violence. Yeah. And if that ends their life, well, that they chose to yeah. engage and initiate that day. For some reason, I find it. <laughs> oddly beautiful like like to think of like oh, I, I don't know yeah for real but like here's that's what we the biggest thing we need is for people to stop acting like there's nothing you can fucking do about this yeah yeah armed yeah. conflict has been around longer than any of us can ever fathom yeah right? evil people people who choose to do evil acts against innocent people have been around much longer than any of us ever will be we can't control that what we control is how we respond to it Without ever even addressing it, I believe that you've changed my opinion on the arming teachers thing, because I was I was against it like very strongly, just because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. the fucking teacher, like they've never Who been in these they? situations, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like that. But but now you just go, yeah, I don't know, it's it's just Here. that fucked up. I, that oh, can we tell a fun story? Sure. So Minnesota, if you're listening in Minnesota, um, I got a call to help draft legislation for arming and training teachers. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This we is a coincidence, down. by the way, not a setup. There, yeah. there, no, there was, there was a lot of, yeah, there was, wasn't a setup. The, there was a lot of people around that table, and there was a couple people working, and I'll say it was on the right side of the aisle that was sure. trying to do this. Yeah. Um, it was after another string of violence at educational properties, and there was a couple legislators that were trying to push this. Mm-hmm. We were part of one of the bigger groups at the time, and sitting down, you're hearing people try to move the ball forward and mm-hmm. give a, a logical address to this to say, hey, we're not saying you have to by any means. Nobody yeah. wants to force that on somebody. Because right. if you're not mentally willing to do it, I don't want you to carry a gun. Yes. Right? Right. If you're not mentally willing to stand up and direct professional violence towards somebody, yeah. by all means, do not buy a gun, don't right. own a gun until you've mentally hit that benchmark. But let's say you are mentally, and you're yeah. willing to um, invest sure, time, the right talent. to defend yourself. Yeah, but yeah. even more so under this bill that we were trying to draft, or that we did, it was time, talent, and treasure. You had to give okay. over your time for mm-hmm. training, your talent, which your skill set, and then physically pay fees for training to make sure you're hitting okay. the standard. Sure, it was a pretty rock solid piece of legislation. Shot down like crazy. Huh. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's right. more important to tow a political. To think of the pure, the purity to, of school and yeah, all that. Tow stuff. a political bullshit line, which we don't use that standard anywhere. We protect our banks with guns. Mm-hmm. We protect our president with guns. We protect our ATMs. We protect our stadiums. We protect literally everything. But th- when it comes down to a kid, here's and I hope to God this never comes to fruition in the U.S. Wait until their school bus attacks. Oh no. Yeah. Why'd you say that out loud? <laughs> so, oh no. No, what, what trust yeah. me, this is where my our my, Is that your mind, biggest worry kind of? No, I don't I don't worry about a lot because uh, it you just can't. Say you'd be right. But what I do is everything. I I work through and yeah. people like us and our instructors and other people that we work with, we look through what is the emergence of threats 
Bataclan, uh, not Bataclan. Yes. Bataclan Theater in Paris. Absolutely, that was yeah. hor- horrific. Good but, band too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, Eagles the, of Death Metal. Yep. yep. He was a uh, he was an anti-gunner before yeah. that, and then he yeah watching all those people get slaughtered in front of him. He's like, "What good did your gun laws do here?" Yeah. Because by the way, in France, you can't own grenades. You can't own. You cannot own grenades. Okay. And they use grenades. They use suicide vests. They use fully automatic AK-47s, which you cannot own. Huh. So if you can't own them, yeah. how did criminals get something you can't own? Right. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah. But there is a uh, the school of salt and Beslin. Okay. Do you ever hear about one. it? No, 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 no. So there's a school of salt and Beslin, some Chechen re- rebels, took over a school first day of... Um, the theater yeah. one where they gassed them, or where they in the up... gymnasium. Yes, but keep talking about it. Don't don't yeah. pretend. Yeah, Beslin's school siege in 2004, so it's not even that long. Uh, took over 100 or 1,100 hostages and killed 334 kids. Yeah. So these Chechen rebels, the Black Widows, which Black Widows in this uh, organization were jihadi wives of uh, martyred. Yeah. Uh, jihadi so they're, know, they're husband, all women wow some some were, it was someone. a mix okay. so they were all wearing their suicide vests and everything else and then they put they did put them on kill switches mm-hmm. where you stood on a platform and the platform if you fell off of it it would detonate the bombs that were hanging above the kids yeah. what yeah holy shit dude so knowing they took over the gymnasium and then they tormented these kids because the siege went on for days they yeah. put food and water in front of the kids and one they'd kill anybody who tried to reach for it. So there's pure evil in the world. If you could take 1100 kids and teachers and put them in a gymnasium and torture them for days about not having food or water, literally letting them stare at it while they're surrounded by suicide vest clad women and armed jihadis, Chechen rebels, um, waiting for the onslaught that they knew was going to come. Yeah. We haven't seen. And as the closest we've seen was probably the Las Vegas massacre. Yeah. That happened. Dude, that, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously 9-11. Uh, so we've seen some of it, but we've never seen it that, ma- that magnitude at a school. So, and then the Russian solution, which, you know, they you got to say, they Russians it. fucking are badass fuck, or they're, you know, they all have dead eyes, right? Like they're fucking willing to go. They gas the room, right? Uh, no, like that, that was the theater. They gassed the theater. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I'm confusing the two. Okay. The, so this is a gymnasium in 04 and uh, at a the first day of school, opening day of school. Oh. They came in, took over the school, and then waited for the siege, and then set blew up the entire thing, set the gymnasium on fire a couple days later, killing hundreds and hundreds of kids. Unbelievable. So then the other one was downtown uh, Moscow, I believe, at the yeah. at the ballet. Yes. Yeah, the ballet or the opera. Where they gassed it, but they put too much gas because they didn't calculate the square footage versus the whatever, and they killed and half kill, the people. Right. Wow. With their gas. But um, yeah. But again, it comes down to there's pure evil in the world. And I'm not going to be the one who's egotistical enough to say to someone, you cannot have the right to defend yourself. Yeah. Because that's a pretty fucking pompous I thing mean, to that's... say. That the one you just described it is truly like that's like a fucking Batman episode or right. something like that. Or yeah. oh, what are you doing, it. Joker? Yeah. Yeah. You evil, <laughs> whatever. And uh, kind of change subjects a little bit. But what, when you do your training with the police officers, how much of your training is taking somebody alive versus? Uh, none of it's taking no. somebody alive. Uh, it's all the only 
the in our training we don't go into the justifiable use of force in their protocol. What ours is on the le- use of lethal when it's force. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. Yep. Right. Right. So yeah. all of our training is predicated on the belief that you are already hitting your uh, constitutional and legal statute for the deadly use of or lawful use of deadly force. Okay. So speaking of constitutional and local statutes, what's the biggest set of tits you've ever seen? Got to hear? Here? Double D's? Whoa, whoa to hear. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, like in a hostage situation like where the guy is holding the girl. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. yeah can't, can't, like candy canes, yeah. like that level? or. That's, <laughs> okay. He's measuring on his arm right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> been waiting all episode. I hope you wait around for that, ladies and germs. Um, well, uh, man, I had a, a blast. Oh, yeah. Are we I good? Guess, I mean, yeah. I feel like I this so. is great. Yeah. I, I, I had, God, I love this shit. I love it. So, so yeah. We have to go shoot now. Yes, we, we do. 100%. And then also do some tactics in here because I think it was. We really need to set like that up. Let's get done podcasting. That's the end of our episode, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, thank you to our guest, Jason B. Um, go to, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, you should, it does it at schools. You should be able to like letter in school shooter avoidance or something like that. But, um, well, I think it'd make a nice patch, but, uh, anyway, it's, uh, remember to fight, uh, if anyone, if any shooters are within 10 feet of you, uh, it doesn't hurt that much if you get shot and, uh, you will save other people. So we live in a hellish nightmare that keeps on going every day. Mm -hmm. We've, gone over about three dimensions in the multiverse by my count um but anyway that doesn't mean we're not grateful for our guest and grateful for our listeners thank you to uh the newest member of our staff and when i say his name jake schaller everybody you're gonna hear jake more and more around here you can say give schaller a holla and that didn't work like i hoped it would um no no but Jake is a, a fine young man, a member of our staff, and you'll be hearing more from him. And uh, we thank him for all his work. And I think Tevin, as always. Thank you. And all of our listeners, good night and good day. And also good morning. Most of all. <laughs>